Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and I want to give a very short commercial announcement before the show. Please do not fast forward. Go to alexcast.com. You'll find an Amazon link. Click that before you buy anything on Amazon. If you want to bookmark that link, that would be better because then just go to Amazon via that bookmark and I'll get a small, tiny, minuscule amount of your purchase and you will uh, not pay a red cent extra. It very much helps the show out and it helps me pay rent, which is something that I'm dangerously close to not being able to afford because let's face it. I'm someone that's good at writing poetry, weird books, and saying shit on a podcast. Not particularly good at finances or, you know, uh, knowing what is it's like to be an adult. Yay! On that note, please go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. That is the bar that sponsors this podcast. They are a lovely group of people with all sorts of fun things to offer the universe. Every day of the week, there is a drink special sundays are two dollar microbrews that's the one that i like and uh wednesdays are dollar hams which is something that everybody should like and yes that is that uh there's five other specials but i don't know them because i don't really pay all that good attention so go to facebook.com slash the standard pdx or visit them in person at 14 northeast 22nd ave in beautiful northeast portland and that is in oregon or Oregon, or Oregon, or Oregon, or some other variant of pronunciation. Please do. Go. Enjoy. Have fun. Luxuriate in the wafting atmosphere that is the place that I drink myself into a comfortable state of fun and over-twittering. Yes. So, uh, please listen to the theme song to this episode and then the episode. I have been Alex, and this has been The Opening. official start hi people of the audience uh though i have two people in studio with me right now so my audience has been at least decimated uh my name is alex and i so far have said mellifluous and decimated so my big word content for the evening is over mellifluous is a voice that flows like honey uh for the latin root for honey which i don't remember if it's meli or fluous so i'm just gonna pretend i knew that but it's my favorite word of tonight i don't know why that is and I thought I'd have something to finish this sentence with, and I didn't. And I restarted it, hoping yet again I would have something to finish it with. And yet again, you I did take another run at it. Um, no, I think I think I think I'll just go ahead and do the whole three strikes. Out. Remember when I said that thing about Fisher Stevens? That was funny. So, um, I am in studio right now, which is not the surprising part because I live here with Mr. John C. Myers, and he is of the famous Slap Weasel on Twitter. And by famous, I mean goes there every now and again. That's right. Hello. Hi, John. And joining us tonight on, on the podcast for the first time, also from Twitter, Mr. Mate, Nate uh, Branch-Lee. I think that's your last name. I hope. Yes, sir. Look at me knowing stuff. I wrote Mr. it down right here. Yeah. You said it right the first time, which kind of makes me hate you a little bit. Yeah. Because the reason I like that word is because I've never, I didn't say it correctly for like years. I just can't, it was one of those like, like my mouth didn't want to make it. I've honestly never heard it. Yeah. No. And then you said it right the first time, which is 
like just slightly frustrating. It's one of those that I've read, but I've never actually heard. Yeah, well, that, that was that my much. problem. I tried to do it once yeah. after reading it. It just went left. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, that's that's the last attempt of that. Which, of course, in my world means that's all I'm going to do from now on at every party. I was too busy as a kid watching hackers over and over and over again to even know what that word means. So That's true. Yeah, I don't think it actually was in Hackers, which is unfortunate. I don't think so. Well, yeah. in, the, in the director's cut, maybe. Yeah. Mess, yeah. Mess with the best, die like the rest. Is that, That's a line. Is that really from Hackers? That's from Hackers. Yeah. Wow. He says that to Angelina Jolie when he's breaking into the TV station to change the channel to old Twilight Zone episodes. It's just a badass movie all yeah. the way around. You don't mess with Zero Cool. Zero Cool, yeah. I remember Zero Cool, and once he said that, I did remember Acid Burn. But that's... I don't really remember that movie was that acid, well. Was Acid Burn Matthew Lillard? No, that was Serial Killer. A serial Killer. Wow. I watched this movie extensively. It's one of my favorites all time. Though you're slightly incorrect that Angelina Jolie's <laughs> career peaked at Gia. Because oh. she's naked through a lot of it, and there's like a lot of lesbian sex. There's front, there's front boobage uh, with... Almost a crew cut, like a Demi Moore short haircut in Hackers. Oh, is there? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Both of her boobs have very short hair. Dream dream <laughs> sequence. Nice. She, yeah, she kind of rocked it. She had the weirdest hair for a hot chick since uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. What's her name? She's famous now. Uh, the blonde chick. Oh, uh, Christina Applegate? Yeah. She rocked it tough with like almost a unibrow in 87 when he's hot. <laughs> oh, don't tell him on the babysitters dead. I was thinking adventures in babysitting. That, another, I was like, Christina another good Applegate's one. not another in good that. One. Yeah. I don't know who's in that one though. That's Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Elizabeth I was going to say she but was, she has two eyebrows in that one. Yeah. yeah. She was like a, one of the karate kids or a, uh, uh, one of those, um, back to the future, back to the future. That's yeah. 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 Was she the first or the second one back to the future? I think the, she was the second one. Second one. Yeah. She was yeah. the second one. Okay. No, she was in all three. She was the future 1985 girlfriend in all three of those movies. Every time he came back to the future, she was there. Yeah, I think so. For some reason, I want to say that the, that the girlfriend was different in the first one, but I don't think that's No, right the girlfriend was different in the first one. Um, maybe Elizabeth Shue was also in it, but his ma the main squeeze she's in the right first at the, one. I think she's right at the very end, right? When they're in the driveway. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There might be one of those, but I know like the main uh, lady, that his main love interest is somebody different, and apparently... I don't know, I guess she was Mom was terrible. Leah Thompson, and she was smoking. Yeah, she was an early example of kind of MILF in a non-kind of played-up-that-way role. Yeah, I think that kind of set me up for a lot of things for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that did set me up for that charge I had for looking through my mother's window from a tree while <laughs> masturbating. Um, yeah, you shouldn't put that on your credit card. In 55, yeah. though, they just invited you in the house and called you Calvin Klein and did the yeah. whole thing. We yeah, we kind of have to face it at some point that that movie didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, and not just the time travel part. That's actually the part that probably makes the most sense. But like, yeah. oh hey, guy that almost raped my wife, can you put another coat of paint on the car? Because for some reason you've been working for us for twenty years. Right. Yeah, that's just logically sound. Well, there's yeah. a there's a huge amount of space between high school and then. When Marty's there, so you don't know what the Biff story is in that time. I'm not forgiving his his. No, but what I'm saying is, is one of those kind of. Maybe, I think attempted rape is a tough one to get over. Maybe he's he uh, went to jail, went to recovery, uh, and this is his his uh, that one step where you make amends. <laughs> and then uh, and then what's his face? Uh, George McFly just took it too far. Now now he has the power and he's the bully. George was kind of a pussy. Yeah, and I, now he's flipping it. Flipping also, if you get. Like an alien visitor showing up to your house, and then eleven years from then, a show premieres called Star Trek that references things from the alien, 
and then another 12 years and Star Wars comes out and the, one of the lead villains is the dude's name from your dream, I think you probably would like start really thinking about some things and then go, hey, wait a second, Marty, the guy that was around at the exact same time this other very coincidental thing was happening, looks exactly like my son. Well, but in you're you're presuming that in the time in the altered timeline that Star Wars still exists. Mm, there's a because, wrinkle there. Oh, yeah, because he went oh. and changed something, so it's like the butterfly effect, which is the only movie that exists. And he probably would have written the movie himself and named it something just yeah. stupid, like because you know he's George a big Wars. Si- yeah, <laughs> yeah, visitor from Star Forbidden George. Planet or whatever the hell the name of that. The name of George's book is fucking terrible at the end of the movie where they're unba- un- like, oh, yeah. oh, my sci-fi book's here. And it's called like, you know, oh, uh, like purple guy from a planet from far away. Like mm-hmm. this really bad, like 1950s. T- yeah, you're right. That's probably why that title's so bad. It's because like we never got to Star Trek or Star Wars and sci-fi never, you know, got much further than like <laughs> Forbidden Planet. Whole, or just killed yeah. the whole genre. Right. Or, yeah. or like he created, but he's at, he's at that point now where he's just, he's just getting paychecks. Like he just, it doesn't matter. He's just, he's just writing whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, true. When was the last time George Lucas worried about anything? Right, exactly. Probably like Never. 80, 82, maybe. Yeah. 81. I mean, Star Wars 1 came out in what, 76 or 77? I think 77. 77, I think. Yeah, I think it's 77, 79, <laughs> I 81. Was, I was just reading that, that Caked off. He, he initially wanted uh, Tupac to be in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Would have been better. Would have been. Would have been something. What would he? As what? Would he I don't be, know. Uh, he would have been real as fuck. Is what he would have been. Man. Tupac dropped knowledge. He would have brought it. I. I mean, would have been better than Samuel L. Jackson. I just, you know, no disrespect, Samuel Jackson. You're the man, but that character. But you're was, not Tupac, you know, right? You're not Tupac. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like Tupac's not going to write his own dialogue. Sorry, that right? was kind of backward racist that he had to be <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's character. He could have been any of those. They could have been, been there together. Any of the black he could have been there together. Star Wars. No, Biggie was in the them. council too. No, just... it would have been him or Jar Jar. That's it. I mean, that's the only oh. remotely black people yeah. in that entire universe. Um, no, Jar Jar was not black. Jar Jar was a like a. a just a helpless white person that she couldn't figure anything but he out. had like a he Actually, had like a shitty jamaican accent i no, just Actually, in personality it's a, I, it's a gungan accent um, <laughs> he's a gungan all right well gungan sound like jamaicans no he's always getting in trouble yeah no he's useless i yeah so he's the steve urkel of the of the star star of the black continuum in the in, the raphael of right teenage he's, ninja Turtle he needs a, he needs a carl winslow to, to help him out. I think that's Boss Nass. Yeah, shout out James Avery. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Uncle, sure. Uncle Phil from yeah. Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel-Air. The Shredder. Yeah. That was super sad, man. That was like one of my favorite shows growing up was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They don't make shows that were real like that. That I don't know. Now it's... I don't know. It feel, I feel like shows are... Now it's like the real Fresh Prince they're, of Bel-Air. Yeah, they're like engineered. A lot of like even the sitcoms are just, we want to hit this demo, this demo, this demo. Let's write... You know, this character, this character, and this character. And that show, in a lot of ways, was really real. And, like, I I downloaded a thing or I bought a, every <laughs> season of it on Amazon.com. Yeah, completely legally. Through yeah. the Alex Cast banner. You have one of those things, go. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you listen to podcasts where you just got to guess if the podcast rod has one. No, like, I've, yeah, I've, I've struggled through, like, five or six of these yeah. before I came in. There you go. Yeah, yeah. nice. Research. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, I didn't know there was another way to order from Amazon. Other than the link at Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's other podcasts. What you really want to do is go to that link and then bookmark it as Amazon. So every time you click it, you don't even know. You're just going yeah. there and, yeah. and helping out. And talk about dropping science. That's some real shit is what he's saying right there. Yeah. If go you pick heard, up Fresh Prince. Have you ever heard James the theory Avery. about Fresh Prince uh, that 
the entire story arc of Fresh Prince is actually Will died in that fight from the theme song. And what is L.A., is that's why his parents aren't there, is purgatory. So he's trying to learn from the sins he committed as somebody from West Philadelphia. So he, he essentially Born went to raised. kind of a heaven type thing where he learns the lessons he should have learned growing up from Uncle Phil and his idyllic family. And then at the end, uh, he gets to move on to heaven, which is, I suppose, what happens at the end of the show where I guess he moves out. I didn't really watch the last bit of it. There's a lot of problems with that theory, though. Why is that? Well, because does that mean like like poor people can't go to heaven until they learn how to act like rich people? Ooh. Well, no, I think it's that he was kind of, uh, uh, I thought the idea was that he was uh, like kind of thuggish, um, that it did not so much that he was being picked on, like, but he was part of the gang culture. And that's what that fight was. Not that he just happened to be an after school basketball enthusiast. The, the only written record of that event is his, which where he was, you know, these guys that were up to no good, just started making trouble in his neighborhood. No, wait, but no, but you're already a lie. He's in West Philadelphia. So these guys started tra making troubles in the neighborhood. Yeah. You're telling me that late 80s, early 90s, West Philadelphia, you're waiting for three guys are starting making trouble in that neighborhood? Everything was fine. He was just they were playing out. basketball. Yeah, Max and relaxing. Yeah, but it's a horrible neighborhood. So it's not start. It's not like. Oh, I've gone. I've gone in fights playing basketball in North Portland. No, West but what, Philadelphia. That, that's what I'm saying. Can so break out how, could, how could they start making trouble in a neighborhood that is by definition trouble? Well, well yeah, but they, so he's a liar. They started one making of the trouble sins. at that moment. Yeah, like, and he you. just needed the rhyme for uh, good. I think the I think the show was really a big play on uh, racism and a discussion on it where his family was, uh, you know, at the time there was there was no other all black show and they have all the characters are really smart and they're not uh, other I mean, other than Hillary, they're all articulate, or, or, well dressed, or DJ Jazzy Jeff, or yeah. Jazzy Jeff, right. But, you know, there's kind of a back and forth play and then there's kind of some goofy white characters that kind of come in and out. But, you know, it's really a heartfelt show in a lot of ways. And they discuss, you know, racial topics and social topics in a way they don't they don't mess with that stuff anymore. It feels like well, so much do, stuff is feels been... too like hack hackneyed. And, and yeah, but know. they they had a way like I mean, Fred, Will Smith was just. I mean, dude was just a star. There's not a lot of guys on the planet that can just take a show like that and just put on his back for four or five seasons and just right. do what he did on NBC and have a huge show like that. But that was a really, you know, he was a, they were pioneers in how they did that. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of crazy how that. I'm surprised that more people on that show didn't go on to do other things. That's what I was going to say. Like, there was no spinoffs of it, really. I mean, was there? I mean, there might have been. I would watch sort of a reboot of, of Benson, but with Jeffrey. Because <laughs> I always like Jeffrey. Dude, Jeffrey was kept it real. A, yeah. Was there a spinoff of Fresh Prince? Like, now Carlton would have a show that would be terrible. Yeah. I don't I don't think... I'm trying to think if Jazzy Jeff, if they had, if they did, like, a pilot... I don't think so. Because he, remember, he started to become, like, almost a regular... Like, he, uh, like Will kept going to his apartment for a bit... Oh yeah, he was a regular character. For some reason, I, I like, he was a regular character the whole time. Yeah. He went. No, yeah. I mean like it's like like the, the outside world. Like instead of hey, look, Jeff's here. It was Will goes to his place. And I think a lot of that was that socioeconomic play of we're yeah. going to show the the well-to-do rich guy and how we handle problems in this this side of life and culture. And now we have this like super poor guy who's living and just keeping it real. Will's in both worlds and kind of fluent in that. Like it was really interesting how they they used 
Jeff or Jazzy Jeff or whatever, because they were just, I mean, buddies from growing up, weren't mm-hmm. they? Just yeah, yeah, or at least rap 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 buddies. buddies. Yeah, rap and that's house. that's as tight of buddies as you can get. That's true. Well, what I what I liked about that show and what that taught me about black culture is that every black guy is really good at either pool or guitar, and they must name their instrument Lucille. Lucille. In one of the most insulting uh, uh, kind of black people are funny moments, where. Uh, Uncle, uh, what's his name? Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, James he, Avery. He rescues uh, Will from the billiards club where he has gotten himself into a staggering debt, being hustled at pool. And he saves him by hustling back the hustlers and asking uh, uh, the butler to get him Lucille. And he literally does like, uh, get him Lucille, you know, black voice if, mm. if, if to, to uh, be racist. Uh, but he did it. So, you know, it's not my fault. He hustled yeah. him back and he, he got hustled that money him back. back. Which, you but know, then at the end, he taught the lesson of... You know, whatever fucking whatever of, lesson that was. Well, or, yeah, that, that lesson of the magical Negro is a thing that happens hey, in movies and, and TV. Real and, life. Yeah, in real life. The, yeah. la- the last three minutes of the episode where Will's dad comes back and starts trying to get Will to go on the trip with him for the summer or whatever. His dad had left him his whole life. Mm-hmm. Last episode, right? I don't know if it was the last. It was last season. Last episode. You know why? Temptation before it goes off to heaven. That's the temptation of his previous life coming back because this is purgatory. Oh, I don't know, but it ends so happy though, because no, I don't actually this... think this is true. I don't. Even, I just read it yeah, on the website does, somewhere. I mean... <laughs> no, I, I just thought it was kind of. I'll go, I'll I just go wherever we cool. gotta go. I, mean... I just thought it was a cool theory. Like I was in love with Calvin and Hobbes. Is are the dudes from Fight Club? Like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Let's <laughs> fucking roll with this. Yeah, I've been enjoying. Uh, did, did you ever play? Well, I, this might have been after you stopped playing video games, but The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask for the Nintendo sixty four. No, the last one I played was the one with the flute. Okay, yeah, this was the one after that. Okay, and, no, uh, uh, I was I was actually pretty close. Yeah. But like, there's this whole theory about how Link in that game is actually dead, and it's kind of fascinating. It's one of those things that, like, yeah, uh, if you think about it, it, doesn't really hold up. But it was at the same time I'm still kind of just fascinated by it. Yeah, uh, and I just like crap like that, like weird weird readings of movies. I like how like people that. can interpret things differently. Yeah, there's a really cool uh, series of books that are on philosophy or and philosophy. And I picked up one randomly. It was the the Matrix and philosophy. Oh yeah, I totally read that. And it was a whole bunch of different random essays that people wrote about different parts of that. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of uh, cool essays on consciousness and you know reality and you know all the the and religion mm-hmm. and the anagrams of Neo and the One and the religion that plays in that and you know the Nebuchadnezzar and all of the names and the imagery that they use. They break it down. There's all these really cool um, essays on it. It's crazy how one person can look at a movie like that and see something that's totally different. And, you know, so who knows what Fresh yeah. Prince, the arc was or right. whatever. But. Well, the, the other one of, of that is the um, is the um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The theory is that uh, Cameron is imagining the entire uh, situation that Ferris and Pachik don't actually exist. Sloan, Sloan um, yeah. don't actually exist. So the idea is like, so he created these kind of the, the id and the super ego or whatever. No, that doesn't work. But whatever, he created these two characters to live out his fantasies for him while he's lying in bed. So that's why they get to do all of these things that couldn't possibly fit into one day. And then through the end, his, his kind of through his fever dreams is why he snaps and yeah. kicks his dad's car. And like, Here, here's yeah. the problem with that. He's a, what, 17 year old kid? 18 uh, year old yeah. kid, senior in high school. If he's living out his dream. It's not going to be in a PG-13 80s movie. He's going to be banging chicks. He's going to be doing rails of blow. Yeah. And he's going to be going hard. He's not going to be stealing a bullshit car if that's his dream. If that's his subconscious dream, I think... Well, he There's might gonna just be, suck. I mean, I yeah, know. yeah, he might, yeah, but he might be just a nerd that's dreaming. I mean, at one point he did kind of look at. Uh, I just Freudian broke down my my dream. <laughs> yeah. Of, of what I <laughs> well, what I would do. 
there was the subtext of that at that one point where he's um kind of in that catatonic state where he's watching uh sloan swim and she does the you saw me you were awake the whole time you know that little like teehee moment so i mean obviously they completely double teamed her in one of those scenes that we didn't get to watch yeah yeah (laughs) in your fan fiction yes yes (laughs) well not all of my fan fictions Uh, there was one where the with the uh the guys from the garage double teamed her and there's another one where Rooney steps in, and actually the secretary came in too, and that got a little sexy. I'm super happy I missed the fan fiction fetish. Oh, it's still there. You can still hop yeah. on that train. Still yeah. just, yeah, there's, there's probably still some about trains. Um, yeah, I'm probably. sure. Yeah. It's just never, I've never drawn the appeal of the Lord of the Rings porn. No, that... there's a there's a great one. I don't know if it if it um, devolves into, into uh, uh, sex, but it's called Metroid High School. And it's clearly written by someone who English is like their sixth language <laughs> yeah. or something. Like it just doesn't make any sense, and it's it's hilarious. And it's just Metroid in high school. Yeah, it's just the characters Metroid, but they're in high school. Oh, yeah. It's well, worth, how many it's characters are there in Metroid? There's the chick, the lead chick, and Mother Brain. I mean, we're, oh yeah, yeah I, I guess wanna... those weren't statues. Yeah. Well, the the. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. No, no. I just couldn't think of how to say their name. I was going to say chorizo, but that's not right. That's sausage. <laughs> it is something like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I the, the reason I said the chick is because, uh, what is it? Seamus? Like, what the fuck is? Samus. It is, oh, it's Samus. I oh, was close. Samus Aran. Yeah. Oh, you knew the last name. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out any ladies that know how to cook chorizo. <laughs> I've tried that a few times and I can't get it right. So. I I made uh, vegetarian chorizo once, and by make it, I mean I bought it at a store and That's heated it. That's not the same thing. It's like pork fat and shit. It can't be vegetarian. Count, you know, this one's very good, but it still made it. You know, mm-hmm. ish. <laughs> it's still I still applied heat to it. That Why do they have to make vegetarian things like fake meat? Why can't they? Just I don't know. I don't. I don't really like them. I just I found it funny that they had fake. Like sometimes I'll just see fake meat that I find amusing, and I'm just like, all right, I gotta eat that. Like the yeah, no, first I... like vegan barbecue, and it's like. All right, I gotta try this because that's just stupid. It's yeah. kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the, the 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 vegetarian equivalent of the Doritos taco. We're like, well, that's that's idiotic. I have to put that yeah. in my mouth. Or or uh, the meat eater side is, yeah, you wrap that in bacon. I mean, I guess I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of I think of just like yeah, that's really dumb. But yeah, all right, fine. I'll I'll put it in my mouth. Let's see what yeah. happens. Yeah, very similar to my dating life as well. <laughs> Um, it's a good philosophy to have on life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if 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 ever you're confused in this world, is just start sucking somebody's dick. Yeah, play what's <laughs> you, in my mouth. Yeah, you, my you, mouth. yeah, you usually come out of the head. Yeah. yeah. There was a pun there, wasn't there? I didn't mean it to be, and I actually abused myself, so I stopped talking. Cause like, <laughs> look what I did there. I didn't even mean to. Um, Nate called this to my attention. This is uh, uh, I've been called out before, and I find it very amusing where people think, oh, it's so obvious where you just edited. I'm telling you right now, what I just did right there, people will say I edited uh, a conversation together because I didn't stop. And I just said, then Nate said, that, like, it uh-huh. sounds like a bad edit, but no, that's just the way I talk. Um, I found a two minute and 28 uh, second version of the interview that uh, Dennis the you Worm do- Rodman gave CNN's oh, Chris Christ. Cuomo. Um, so I, I heard clips of this on Opie and Anthony yesterday or whatever the fuck day it came out. And... Um, Dude, yeah. alcohol is a powerful drug. I know he did a lot of other things, but his speech is fucked up. Like he yeah. is. Well, I want to. Yeah, that's what I was gonna thing. say. All right, so I want to talk about that. So let's let's play the uh, uh, audio here. Um, Shout you don't, out you don't really have a relationship with this you man. Healthy. You've yeah. said it many Sorry. times. Um, We've seen it demonstrated. Yes. For whatever reason, yes. are you going to take an opportunity? Right, right. Oh, the video is just him sitting there to speak up for the family of Kenneth Bay. 
and to say, let us know why this man is being held, that this is wrong, that he is sick. If you can help, Dennis, will you take the opportunity? The one thing about politics, did he can swallow Nick Nolte? If you understand, <laughs> I got to If you understand what Kid and Bay did, dude, yeah. in the back of squirming. Yeah. What he did. What did he do? You in tell this me. Country. You tell me. What did he do? And, and no, 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 no. You tell me. You tell me. Why is he held captive? They haven't released any country. charges. They haven't Why? released. They haven't released any reasons. Listen. Let me do this. I would love yeah. to speak on They're this. just like, get off the fucking mic, bro. You know, you got, you got, you got, you got 10 guys here, 10 guys here that have left their families, left their damn families to help this country as, as a sports venture. Got 10 guys, all these guys here. Do anyone understand that? We do. And we appreciate Christmas. that, and we wish them yes, well with right. cultural exchange. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. No, I don't give a shit what the. I'm giving a ass what the hell you think. I'm saying to you, look at these guys here. Look at them. Yeah, but Dennis, don't put it on them. They, they don't use them as an excuse for the behavior that you're that you're putting on yourself. They came here. You, ju you just basically were saying that Kenneth Bay did something listen, wrong. You, we don't you, even you, know what can, the charges are. But He's wearing a fucking scarf. Don't use these guys as a shield for you, Dennis. You listen. Listen. Listen, listen, oh, listen. Ain't no shield. No, I got it, I got it. Let me, let me do this. Really, really. I'm going to tell you one thing. People around the world, around the world, I'm going to do one thing. You guy behind the mic right now, we are the guys here doing one thing. We have to go he went through about $150 million in his career, Vin Baker. Uh, he used to be the head of the NFL Players Association, Otis Do you, sir? Let me know. Are you going to take that bitch? We're going to But guess what I do? He made a good point there where he One said, day, I thought that was accurate. One day, this door is going to open. So, so basically, <laughs> he just fucking, he just got a fucking Ric Flair phone with that the, He was he styling Macho him. Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I was going to say, thing. the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage are like battling inside yeah. his head right now. But like the wrestler version that's yeah. taking yeah. all the hits to the head. Styling and profiling. So... Um, Wait, that's why. It, do we know he was drunk? That's why. I, that's why I want to play this before we discuss the no, drunk thing. Notorious drinker, partier, bad boy. His whole career sure. was a hard, hard partier. If yeah, if hard it's, partier. If, if he's not drunk or on something there, this is the end result. Of, it's always been, that's what I was trying to figure. It's out. always been alcohol plus whatever yeah. it was. It was whatever the fuck he was doing plus a lot of alcohol. Like there was, uh, there's notorious stories of his parties getting busted up that are just crazy. And he's, he rocked it just in mainstream. Jordan was like the most mainstream dude on the planet. And then the other guy on his team was Rodman, who was like kicking it with the transgender community, mm -hmm. like just keeping it real, dressing up in a dress at a uh, press conference with like, just cool did, as fuck. And like, he, he marry Carmen Miranda or something. I don't even Carmen know. Not, not Carmen Miranda. Carmen That's Miranda is, is is from what 1954. Yeah. No, Carmen well, Electra. No, he married her too. Yeah. No, he he was a he was an open cat. He just was having part. He was partying with whoever wanted to party. Like that was his thing. But well, clearly, I mean, he's in but North everybody Korea. else partying went home and lived their life. And yeah. Dennis just stayed there. Like Jeffrey Ross at a roast, just kicked it there forever, never left. Like it was just he has been drinking solid since '95. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. So is. Because I, when I heard it on the radio, I, I mean, I knew, I remember him being a partier from, I mean, he was famous enough for me to have heard of him. So he had to be doing some kind of wild shit. But um, 
I was wondering if he had a stroke at some point, just on the radio. I didn't realize how drunk he looked, and I thought he had stroke mouth. He, oh, yeah. He, well, yeah, it's all kind of slurry. and. So, and, I was, yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure if he was, like, drunk there or that's just years of just his brain doesn't work, because why are they letting that man speak if that's the I don't know. The There's nothing can... more reassuring than hear Dennis Rodman going, I got this. Did you see, yeah. did you guys see the Vice uh, documentaries when they went to North Korea? They're yeah, I, I didn't life changing. Yeah, yeah. Life changing. Anybody that hasn't checked out the Vice News, Vice Guide to uh, North Korea, and then the uh, Vice on HBO is their season finale. Vice on HBO was, this season was incredible. They do some of the best journalism out there, and uh, I think more people should check them out. So I always like to shout out Vice. But uh, they did a thing on North Korea. The reason why Dennis Rodman's even connected to this whole thing is Shane Smith, the owner of Vice, went there and did this really damning documentary of North Korea about how crazy it was. He wanted to go back there again and get in, but he's banned from going there. So one of the things that they found out is in North Korea, they have this big temple where they have all of these artifacts from history, from, you know, the... You know, the emperor of China sent them this dish, you know, blah, blah, blah from, you know, this country sent them this and they make their people go through it. It's totally closed and they it's all in a way to propagandize their people to say, look how great of a country are. One of the things that we sent them was a basketball signed by Michael Jordan because Kim Jong Il was a huge 90s Bulls fan, which is fucking awesome because I came home back to Fresh Prince. I came home from like middle school and I'd throw on WGN and I'd watch Fresh Prince and the Fresh Prince would end and then the Bulls game would come on. I'd watch Michael Jordan. So I just, I hope in my heart that Kim Jong-il was back in Korea watching the tail end, <laughs> tail end of, of Fresh Prince. Somewhere Right? The crazy fuck. <laughs> just turning to Kim Jong-un and being like, yeah. do you think he's actually dead? Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, he was a crazy Bulls fan, which got passed on to his son, Kim Il-sung, who's running it now, or Kim jong Kim Il Song was his dad. Yeah, yeah. Kim, Kim Jong Un is the guy who's yeah. running it now, and uh, they're both huge Bulls fans. And Shane Smith wanted to get back into the country, and they used their the popularity of the Bulls within like that inner circle as saying, "We're going to come to you and bring you an exhibition game with a real life Chicago Bull," and the only one that would go was Dennis Rodman. So the first time that he went. They took the Harlem Globetrotters and Dennis Rodman, and it That's is awesome. the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. They show everywhere they go. It was right. They went right after they tested their nuclear warhead and it went off. And to see how they are brainwashing the people there with their media, their closed media is really scary because they're everywhere they go. It's talking about how great North Korea is for this military accomplishment. It's like 1940s America in terms of technology and what like they're exposed to. So it's really they don't know what the fuck's going on outside those walls. So a lot of the people there think that they're part of this really strong country that's like you got to watch the documentary to even watch it, but or to understand it. But like every, they go to the mall and the first thing is this huge banner that says, "Look at us celebrating our nuclear warhead test." And they go and they show that like the first time they were saying all these people, because there's a lot of poverty and people starving in North Korea. And they show like that it's it's so fucked up. The first Vice documentary was so damning. They clearly were trying to do a better job the second time. So they had all these extra lights. Most of North Korea is without electricity, has no power. Most people are starving. Like the people are in horrible conditions. So it's like it's a shame that Dennis Rodman is getting all this publicity for this. 
because he's just a fucking drunk that's losing his mind, or there's like a real problem that needs to be addressed with these people mm-hmm. who are suffering, they show a satellite view of the the country while they're in while they're visiting and there's like two pockets of light yeah. and it's the city that they're in and the rest of the country is dark it's one they of go, the most amazing visuals dude, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy they go to this huge restaurant and there's like a huge table of all of this food because the you know they're trying to portray that they they aren't starving to death mm-hmm. so they have this you know table that has all these small dishes of this food that's just inedible and it's all state sponsored. Like it's so crazy just watching like the depth of what they're doing to make sure nothing gets in. And it's the people that are really suffering and they, they need some help, but uh, it's just kind of a a running joke now that, you know, Rodman's the face of it. And that's our culture. They don't, people don't want to dig deeper than the headline. They just want to see all this fucking guy, like stay out of politics. Whereas he had an opportunity at the end of that documentary. He is, has the microphone addressing Kim Jong-un and the entire arena and it's like, oh my God, what is this fucking guy going to say? And on it, he was way better than he was in that clip. But even back then, it's like, this guy is representing the United States in, in <laughs> diplomatic relations with, you know, one of the most sensitive countries in terms of our relations. It's like, I know it's cute that we're doing this basketball thing, but why don't we, uh, why don't we have Barack Obama go over there and, you know, drop some power the old school way and go and put a face to it and help these fucking people rather than, you know, play in whatever it is that we're doing. We pay them millions of dollars in support and that money stays within the inner circle who's now all getting killed off. You know, there's a lot of corruption there and none of that money's going to those people that are there. And like, that's why foreign aid is such a touchy subject because like it goes to help people, but most of it doesn't get there. Oh yeah. And, and it's like, that sucks, man. It just, it sucks that that's the case, but the bottom line is there's millions of people in North Korea that are fucking struggling and they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to because they have a dickhead, you know, leader that's brainwashing them. It yeah. doesn't have just, to be the case. Well, generations of them. Yeah. Fed his uncle to dogs. Oh, it turns out that was fake. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I really like that what story. I, re- I love that story too, but made me so happy. That came from a Chinese news site that essentially was Chinese uh, The Onion. Oh, It was man. a Chinese satire site that said he fed it. But um, uh, two things. One – uh, I like Rodman going there, but I think it should be Rodman one on one against Obama, because <laughs> Obama's got a str- he's got a strong drive to the basket. Younger, great mu- left hand, good crossover. Yeah, better shape than oh, than yeah. Rodman is nowadays. You know, he's pretty sober. Oh, you know, Obama can get buckets. My dad voted for Obama just specifically because he gets buckets. So I think I think this would be good. You know, it just kind of show off our our how America really operates is cult of personality plus you know athleticism. But I think what would happen? I think I think. Rodman would would block a lot of shots. Rodman's got the height on Obama, and you'd see yeah, him but not in my you also house, have to understand there's going to be some surly looking fucking CIA motherfucker standing right by the right the by the sideline just nodding at Rodman, like, oh, you just you just did that, huh? All right, yeah, try that again, try that again, just a little nod, like kind of reaching towards where the gun is. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think the worm is dinging him up like he's dinging up Carl Malone in '96. Uh, Taking elbows to the head. I don't think that Obama's. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. This is the single most amount of basketball players I've known the name of in an entire conversation in my life. I try to keep it. Real it was mainstream. amazing. Like Malone, I've heard of uh, that. Michael Jordan fellow heard of him. Uh, that's two. That's a lot more. And I, I, I can say this: uh, Scotty Pippen, because I remembered his name from when yeah. I was a kid. What about Vladi Divac? I got, actually remember that name too. Nice. Look at me yeah, know it's so. I never really watched. I watched basketball uh, when when uh, Jordan was around because 
you had to. It's like you had to watch hockey when Gretzky was playing. It's yeah, just one of those yeah. like you just it was in the rule book. I was such a freak <laughs> fanatic basketball kid. I was born in 87. So I was, you know, at that age in my life where 94, 95, 96 basketball like pro basketball was the golden age in my, you know, in hey, wasn't, wasn't Jordan retired by then? No, it was Jordan. It was coming off of a couple rings. There was the legends of the late eighties were just tailing off and magic Johnson was done like 92, 93. And then Jordan was really coming in his own, taking shit over. But there was a lot of big guys. How was back that? Then. that was like midnight. Holy shit. Jordan started in 80, 86, 87. And he yeah. started winning rings at like nine, 89, 90. He won six in eight years. He won, and his last one was in 97, 98. Oh, see, oh, wow. He lasted a lot longer than I fucking remember. Oh, like, Jordan was a motherfucker. He played yeah. in a time where now, like, people don't give him his props. They like to compare guys now. And then there was two or three guys on all those teams that drove trucks half the year. And they were meant to be physical guys. And it was a different game where if you're coming in the paint, you're getting knocked the fuck down once. And they call you the foul in the first one. And then some other big guy comes in and just crushes you again. It was a different time back then. And he he was just so dominant, even when it was such a more physical game. And there's a lot of rules now that exist because of him uh-huh. and how they had to, you know, there was just too many white people in the league to even try to play defense on him. It was just ridiculous. Like nobody could. He was just athletically, mentally, you know, he was so smart. He thought the game out. Like him and Larry Bird, Matt Johnson, they think the game out so far ahead. And then when you have that huge physical advantage of being able to jump through the fucking roof, like nobody had ever seen yeah. that before. Yeah. Like, Sweet tongue too, which is always good. Yeah. People, yeah. people compare whatever, you know, this guy's good. That guy's good. He was, he was great, man. He was the first pro athlete that took stock in a lot of the companies that he was, uh, you know, sponsoring Gatorade, Nike still makes like Oh, yeah. $90 million a year, he was $100 million a year. George Lucas of uh, basketball. He, he, has, he, has stock, he has stock <laughs> and all that shit, man. Think about how big Gatorade and you know the Jordan brand itself has become. It, Jordan still out outsells all like LeBron's shoe and Kobe's shoe and all those guys. They don't sell shit well, compared to he, Jordan. Here's the thing with Jordan. and and the, the, the Okay, yeah, he was, yeah, he's good at basketball, whatever. Here's the thing. Super Jordan, interesting, dude. No, beyond that. Jordan pulls off the Hitler mustache. This has been impossible for 70 something years. Yeah. And no, and he goes, yeah, I'm just Jordan. I'm going to be in a fucking Hanes commercial with a Hitler mustache. There's no, you don't need to say anything more than that. He's that big of a fucking personality that he could roll on fucking a national TV. And everybody goes, yeah, it's Jordan. Yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> so you work for whatever ad agency is running that ad. You're going to go to Michael Jordan and say, hey, shave your fucking mustache. Yeah, and he's going to say, kiss my ass. You're, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't spend the money to like digitally remove it. Oh, that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They had to do that. There was some movie that that like Ashton Kutcher was in, and he was, was when he was I don't know if he still is, but big into Kabbalah or whatever. And there was more in that like that red yeah the red yarn thing. yeah. Uh, and they paid so, so they had a guy they they paid money to have someone digitally remove that bracelet from every that's single great. Movie. Well, that actually works with Kabbalah though, because the whole point is like these hidden secrets within a document. So like sure. by that movie is actually a document that has hidden secrets. Man, that was it is a, really, a digitally that hidden was a good connection. Yeah, it's there, a, it's was... a digitally hidden. Like this is some, actually I probably think he probably paid it. Like this Could is be, yeah. this is some deep. Oh, yeah. so or Madonna uh, did. Just to, to circle back the 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 Vice North Korea thing, you should watch it especially. It's the first. It's the first one. It was Vice Guide to Travel yeah. uh, North Korea, and they talk about the story where uh, it was Kim Jong Il back then. Uh, so he wanted to start making movies because he thought North Korea should be Fearless more popular. Leader. 
He fucking, he, he, I think it was somebody from Hong Kong. He kidnapped a director from Hong Kong that he liked. Literally had him kidnapped and brought to North Korea and forced him to make movies for He him. gets praise for, he gets praise for everything that goes on. He's like credited for making like 15,000 movies. Like all yeah. these absurd things that it's he like. Had, uh, he had eight hole ones the first time he ever played golf. Sure. Yeah. Uh, He's responsible for animal, animal husbandry and a lot of <laughs> like modern uh, agricultural development apparently i mean and that's pretty crazy the other thing that's crazy is that kim il song there uh the the, the yeah. grandpa is still the president of mm. north korea it's the, the first ever kim, it's the first ever necro necrocracy it's it's literally the first time a dead person is the ruler in state currently in north korea yeah he just died and then they they just haven't found somebody else to take that job yeah Oh wait, no. Uh, he died in 1987. He's <laughs> been the president for yeah. 30 fucking years. Wow. He's yeah. been the president for th like 25, 30 years. It was like in the 80s when this cat yeah. died, and he's been the president since. So, he's not like he's just like no, he, they're trying to fucking get him a new is, job. This is the fucked up thing about uh, King John uh, Un is uh, so King John Il has a bunch of sons that are like much, much better, uh, uh, you know, equipped to run the country. Like you know, better. Uh, uh, what you got, like a better resume for their, their they're reason. not kim jong-un <laughs> well no no no, no i mean keep in mind they're all fucking nut jobs it's just slightly less nut jobs but uh uh the reason he got it is because he looks like his grandfather yeah he looks literally he like looks exactly like him so they got him to take the job for that because he looks like him yeah wow. one of their yeah. one of the kids was raised uh or educated in europe and then one of the other guys fled north korea and they found him in japan which is oh i yeah, forgot about that yeah one actually was kind of smart he got the fuck out of there like there was like kind of a one of them is yeah. like yeah one of them was crashing sports cars in monaco that's what that, i was trying like, to think of you, i know yeah how do you i mean when you when you are i mean i don't know what what you know obviously probably life in the inner circle is a lot different but you know you're you're, you're told all this stuff that yeah he invented animal husbandry and all that stuff when you are educated in europe do you just get the textbooks and go no that's not oh, right i don't all. think that the people at the top i think they don't yeah they don't care the that's, only way that they i wouldn't doubt or uh the intelligence of the people that created that entire state of who i know it was a fallout of they the first part of this dynasty was installed through either at the end of world war honestly i have to, no idea i only yeah, pay attention yeah. to this so shit. They, they, the their current dictatorship was installed i believe don't i know i'm talking to the internet somebody wikipedia yeah but uh they were installed and it's a relatively recent within you know in the last hundred years or so that they've been in control of that land and i mean it's pretty nuts that at the at the top the only way that you can pull it off it has to be, I mean, brilliantly executed. I mean, to to be able to control that many people and to keep a lid on it, I mean, you have to know what you're doing uh, to in order to manipulate like that. You, you can't do it as a dummy. So I right. think the people that are at the top, they very well know what the fuck's going on. And they like it's great. They make their people go through this huge temple that has all these goods that say, you know, like this place, you're, you're the strongest country in the world. They have all this bullshit propaganda behind it. They make their people go through that. So they think that, yeah, like, yeah, we're the world leader. That So it's like the village, but like, yeah, no, nah, the thing, the thing it's like what it's like the it's real, but it's a lot fucking worse because the village, they're all happy and like farming and shit together where all these people are starving to death and getting forced into labor camps that are in horrible conditions well the ones the ones in actual like north like north korea like the industry side the ones that eventually you see tv cameras on is uh there was uh kind of pictures and i think i saw footage of it too but the thing is so when king june uh king john il died 
the thing was you literally would be executed if you were seen uh, not weeping enough. Like if you weren't shown, rend- like literally ripping your shirt and in like I'm so upset, I need like they're dragging people and clocking them because of this. But there's pictures of people literally doing the kind of and kind of be like, yeah, what's up, dude? Yeah, yeah, no, dude, I'm you know whatever. And then seeing somebody cross a corner and then go, oh fuck, ah, yeah. weeping. Like no, they are hip to it. And like that, the, the populace that... knows it. Just they have to do it because they're going to have bullets in them if they don't put the like they know about America. Like they know about Europe, but not intimate details but they're aware that this isn't like fearless leader they don't think is actually like you know this isn't some kind of uh cobra or something crazy and i think he's he's a god to them he rules as a god he doesn't rule as a man they treat him like a god no they treat him like one but they don't believe him as one they think they do i think i I mean i've seen that's that's part the part of the documentary that that touched me the most that scared me the most was that they're really letting this man rule as a god the part where so they didn't know if he was even going to show up to this game or not. So they have this big, huge arena. There's like 15,000 people, which is like the size of the Rose Garden. And when he comes in, like, it, it it's so nuts that you, you think that these people, like, they clearly had, like, seen what they were supposed to do. Like, they were supposed to stand and cheer. But they didn't know that it was kind of like an individual thing. Like, we all cheer at a game. We all stand up. We clap differently and shit. These motherfuckers are in unison and it is terrifying because they're all together and it's like so deafening, deafening that it's just like, ah, ah, and, but it's like super, super loud and it's eerie. And the translation is live 10,000 years, live 10,000 years. And that's what they're saying to their fearless leader. And then when Dennis Rodman gets on the mic and starts talking, it's like the whole time you're just like, please don't fuck this up. Please don't (laughs) fuck this up. And he starts talking and he kind of goes off on a little thing. But then the translator who translates it to the crowd translates it like saying he's very honored to be a friend of the fearless leader. And I think to get to that level of control and, you know, crushing dissent, like you have to have some really powerful fear instilled. I mean, you, and that what you're talking about of, you know, if you're not crying enough yeah. or showing enough sorrow, I mean, that's some, that's, oh, yeah. that's as, as oppressive as yeah. life gets. But that's what's yeah. saying oppressive and, and belief are two different things. Like, that's what's saying, like, yeah, they treat him as a God, but that like the individual person in North Korea doesn't think, oh, that's actually God right there. They think, oh, that's the really powerful guy that if we don't chant in unison at, we'll have us all slaughtered. Like you can look at uh, like during reigns of like the more shitty Roman emperors like Nero or Caligula or whatever. There's a lot of accounts that kind of got to us about the populace at the time of them going, oh, this fucking prick. And then going, hail our glorious God that brings down heaven and, and gives us everything that's beautiful and lavishing praise on them. And then, you know, the next entry in the journal is what a fucking prick. I can't believe this dude fucking making us. But the yeah, entire. But, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not think about it. Think about if yeah. like from the time that you were a little baby, you never were exposed to any type of media that said anything else. Oh, no, I know. And everybody I'm, I'm else, and everybody as, yeah. else, nobody questioned yeah. it because the ones that questioned it just fucking disappeared. Yeah. And and like. It, it's so it's it's so complex that I it's, it's one of those things. I feel like if we just go and liberate them with, you know, what Google's doing with having uh, satellite internet that's global, mm-hmm. if we can get to oh, is that actually happening? Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. The, I sort of heard about it, but I didn't realize it's like an actual thing. The, the the people that control the access to the means of getting to the internet via satellite, via fiber optic cable, via whatever 
technology we get to, the service providers are the ones that hold all the keys moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that will become, that's really what the, the great race is about. And, and Google has been buying up fiber optic for years. Well, that's, what's crazy to me because like, yeah. And you have these, these companies like uh, Comcast that are like, well, we, we would do like, like, uh, you know, giga, gigabit internet, but there's just not really a demand for it. They know that cable TV is dying. Oh yeah. It has been their cash cow. And just like the people that run North Korea, just because they're at the, they know, they're very, they don't, the internet and internet distribution of, of multimedia content isn't going to hit them out of nowhere. It's on their radar. They know exactly where they stand. And I think, you know, in the next 10 years, at, at the longest, your TV and internet is going to be one single. Uh, if you think about it, it kind of already is now, but it's going to be one connection because I don't think people are going to pay for cable forever with how much ads you have to pay and the fact that streaming media is going to be instant and it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be mm -hmm. HD. Web TV, Chromecast, all of that stuff is taking over. And those big companies, they know that, but they don't get hurt either way because they sell you either the internet or the cable. So it's not like they're losing, but they know if they give you that one terabyte down internet that just blows your dick. I mean, they have that capability. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of they scale it down because if they let the web grow and let web 2.0 to web 3.0, if that happens in like two years and we have a huge advance of battery life in mobile devices and broadband internet that allows, you know, instant streaming of HD, you know, 4k, like beautiful image in the cloud, you know, that controlling access to that is going to be hugely, hugely valuable. And I think that once you get to that point, subscribing to, you know, it's going to be like subscribing to a newspaper now. Yeah. I mean, cable TV is going to be an well, archaic me way well, to cable on the whole. I just read the other already day, lost, try to like, watch a show on yeah. fucking try to watch sons of anarchy when it's live. It's terrible. It's like an hour long show with, you know, 28 minutes of commercial. Well, see, you guys are all dinosaurs to me. I, I, I've not subscribed. Like, I haven't had a cable thing in like a decade. So, yeah. When people talk about TV stuff, I'm like, oh, oh dude, what? it's awful. It's I just watch, yeah, I just watch uh, uh, stuff on like on the internet on Hulu or whatever. And uh, when I was back, I was in Michigan for the holidays and, and yeah, watching TV over at my, my sister's place. Yeah, I was just blown away by how many ads there were. But at the same it's time, it's crazy, man. At the same time, only watching Hulu. I was amazed how many ads there were that weren't for Geico, because that is yeah. all that's on Hulu all the time. It's like every show I watch. It's oh, the only Geico. TV I watch is sports via the handy uh, antenna on the ceiling. Oh, that is Which, handy. by the way, awesome. Since HD came out, you can have an HD signal from the air. That's awesome. But um, uh, yeah, they are they're all uh, Geico on sports, I guess, because I've seen so many. I'm so familiar with Geico commercials and and various pizza chains. Because of watching TV, uh, watching uh, uh, football on the weekends, you know, uh, via uh, antenna, and that's all, and, and part of that, especially if there's like a certain type of programming that you watch, you see the same shit over and over and over again. Like I do, uh, I'm a real estate broker, and I do advertising on social media all the time, and now it's to the point where like I advertise to. 22 year old plus college graduates that live within 25 miles of the listing. And it's that accurate. It's that drilled down. And for me to effectively market that way is super cheap. So that's what you see with TV as well. Like if you watch a lot of UFC, you're going to get whoever has decided they're going to put their money in on the UFC programming. They're going to cover every single channel that there's that programming and they're going to blanket you with mm -hmm. the same 
advertising role. Turn on your TV at 8.30, 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday and click through FSN or whatever it is now, Root Sports, through like E. And you'll find of those like 40 channels, it's like 37 of them are infomercials and 28 of those are the same goddamn infomercial at the same point. And it's like, come on, like there has to be there has to be a way that if there's a thousand channels and you're making these people pay a lot of money for cable there's no way people are going to do it forever well, if they're paying for that many ads. That's the thing. Like to me, it's it's that they need to to figure out. And and there's, I mean, it's it's way easier said than done. But if if cable wants to survive and and stay uh, uh, current, it has to. They have to start doing the like choose your own channels because like you can't like like no one. No one is that stoked about HGN. I think they're going to have to go to a totally different distribution platform yeah. of having it be um, more like Netflix. We interrupt this Alex cast for a brief commercial interruption. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm the host of the Alex cast. You've been hearing me yap for 51 minutes and 57 seconds now. And I just want to tell you, please go to alexcast.com. On there, you'll find all sorts of links. If you click books, you find links to the books I've written, Periphery and The Void Sutras. If you click Writing, you'll see Writing that I've written. Under Writing, you'll find things that I wrote last week, yesterday, early in the year. But I wanted to tell you, just go there, click on things. There's an Audible link. If you click that Audible link, you get a free audiobook and 30 days free on the uh, Audible site. And I get a little chunk uh, Amazon link, as I told you before. And yes, uh, so yeah, cool. Uh, I did a shitty job of the uh, standard commercial earlier, so please listen to this thing. Come on down to the standard. 14 Northeast 22nd. 14 Northeast 22nd. Northeast Portland. Conveniently in America. Perfect. Uh, you want to go to the Sentinel on Sci Fi Channel? Shout out 1995. Used to watch that show all the time. It's not on anymore. I don't remember that one. It's fucking awesome. He had like super senses. Be right up your alley. Who is who is in it? No, I mean that sounds. I, you said 1990 sci-fi. I was just sitting here shocked that Mantis. I didn't know about it. You'd have yeah, to, no, I know Mantis like a motherfucker. You'd yeah. have to hit up the IMDb, but the uh, Sentinel was an awesome really show. Familiar. Awesome yeah. show. But uh, it's going to get to a point where the best, like I have an Xbox One. It's all voice command now. And it's going to get to a point where you have that digital catalog at your point where you can just say. TV, show me the Sentinel or show me MacGyver where he, you know, does this and it starts pulling up in real time. And until we get to that, it's going to be pushing towards that. Right. Yeah. And it's and, and the evolution of, you know, cable, that's a big hurdle because that's a huge distribution platform. But if they don't get on, they know that if they don't switch over to just selling you Internet, which is, you know, Comcast is beautiful in the way that you can, if you choose, uh, download through you know pirate bay or mega upload or whatever and they're big enough that they don't give out your information to the mpaa or you know whoever. Oh, comcast doesn't comcast doesn't no shit oh i didn't know that you get on oh i don't have I'm, to run half I'm the fucking shocked. programs i run they're that, the that, biggest I'm actually really surprised about they're that. the biggest provide and that will only that will only last as long as the money is in it being that way. Sure. Wait, hold um, on. I just have to type amateur sluts in somewhere. Hold on yeah. one sec. <laughs> in, in somewhere. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just hold on, on my typewriter. Hold on. Well, I was going to. I do. I do have my typewriter hooked up on my Victrola. I was hoping it would work. <laughs> People that that think that the internet is, you know, it, it's really challenging. 
the ethic of copyright and really what does that uh what does that really mean and how is how are you going to move forward where there's intellectual copyrights on you know the distribution of certain tv shows that they have a contract where they can only be released through you know xyz cable distributor eventually the the money is going to be people are going to be on the internet people aren't going to be at home watching tv all day they're going to be streaming it on their device they're going to be doing it wherever eventually you're going to see and i think you're seeing it now where like tv shows are dog shit movies are dog shit because people are doing hbo because hbo set out a whole different business model of a they own those shows they just handle all the production costs but they get to keep all of the profit and game of thrones makes a little bit of money mm-hmm. um and the real key there is that they own hbo to go they have distribution deals with other online companies netflix is their biggest competitor so a lot of their things don't go through there but hbo makes a lot of content available for free afterwards and they are also very pro piracy they have the president of hbo has released statements about game of thrones being the most pirated show on the internet and he just says you know we take it as an honor that we that it's this popular and people want to watch it right well i think i actually think uh um like Vince Gilligan, I think Breaking Bad had some of that, but I think they attribute a lot of their success to Netflix. You really, I I, that, I think but. that what we've seen is if you embrace it, the internet is the purest form of meritocracy that exists, and you're going to filter to the top if you're good. If you're not good, then people are going to kick you out. And TV, a lot of the reason why a lot of those shows are even there, the reason why The Big Bang Theory is the most popular show on TV isn't because the Big Bang Theory is good. That show's fucking dog shit. Sorry all those people out there that like that show. I hate that show. Shots fired. I've seen a few episodes and I found it amusing, but I don't can't, list, can't But I don't have a TV it. on, so my 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 view of, of Big Bang Theory is, oh, it's that thing I heard of. Yeah, this is fine. David yeah. from Roseanne's on it. Like, it, no, be, I don't know be, what the actual thing this'll is. This will be the true test of if anybody <laughs> listens to this show or not, of if I get any blowback, because that's the most popular goddamn show. If Storage Wars and Duck Dynasty, if you talk shit about those shows, you're going to get outrage. Like, apparently, they're huge. But Is that how it works? Oh. I guess so. Uh, uh, Duck Dynasty people are a bunch of jerks <laughs> and fuck the storage wars. Hey, talk about that guy. Hey, if you, I bet if you did that and put it out on YouTube, you'd get a ton of hits. Yeah. I, are... I have the most apathetic audience that's ever existed <laughs> in the history of fucking mankind. I'm not even paying attention right now. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I love them because their numbers show up and I get to watch it. Like, oh, oh, you guys download the show a bunch. No one wants to talk. No one cares. They're all me's. They're just a bunch of fucking like, ah, eh, whatever. I got Masons to read about. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. fucking send anything. Think to you. Well, I'd write that guy something if no, I no seriously like I could say like here let's experiment um Mohammed is a dick sucking cunt uh I bang Jesus in the ass and uh the prophet Abraham is a little dancing fairy that likes uh, raping children um the Masons only have 31 degrees I'm gonna okay, tell I'll... you right now of those four I know which one I'll get a fucking email about yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I think the first three. I think you're. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they don't. They don't care. No, no Just one give a shit. Tweet a but... picture of Muhammad milking Jesus' prostate. With uh... I did tweet a picture of uh, Pikachu blowing Jesus once, which mm. was my favorite thing ever. But fucking Twitter took it down. They do not <laughs> like, want no. Muhammad drawn anywhere. Oh yeah, that's that's you're not supposed to be able. To oh yeah, have but... a depiction. That's Fuck a, that. Yeah. And then they're going to yell all Akbar, cut somebody's neck off on camera. Some Christian in in some African or Middle Eastern country. And dude, I they really like that fish guy from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say something, but it's just gonna end up with you going into trap. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'd say uh, I'd, the only thing I know is, is nothing. I didn't want to say that because I actually just Some, held myself back. Someone yeah. was going to buy me a shirt for Christmas. Uh, that was uh, oh, it was, it was my uh, brother-in-law Mike was going was was going to get me a shirt that uh, it was Admiral Akbar sitting on the toilet and it said it's a crap. And, oh uh, yeah, All he right. decided yeah. against it, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't understand why either. I mean, I think that's perfectly right accurate. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do, I do enjoy uh, the Duck Dynasty blowback because I, I did not know. Uh, so here's the thing about Duck Dynasty. Four months ago, I honestly, and I'm saying this full honesty, I thought it was a show about a Chinese restaurant. I've never, all I heard was that there's a show called, I'd heard that there's a very popular show called Duck Dynasty. And it just, that show sounds like a, I thought it was like a behind the scenes of like a really wacky Chinese restaurant family. Like, like, you know, the dad that yells a lot and the cute daughter or something like, I just, I had a whole fucking cast built out because that's the kind of shows I just You would want to watch. Well, no, I wouldn't watch it, but I would like, it's the kind of shows I assume. So when I found out it was like these hayseeds that are making, you know, duck calls, I was like, oh, I get it. Duck, duck. Okay. All right. So it's a different way. But, but you're saying people from the South that are Bible believers you're mad that they don't like gay. I don't. I'm so lost because well, I don't watch the show. But I'm like, doesn't that the thing go- that the, the thing that I'm enjoying about is is yeah, like so. Oh my god, these rednecks have redneck opinions. Yeah, like, it's, wow, it's like wait, that Muslim doesn't want me drawing yeah. a picture of no, Allah. Like, I, know. I understand. I understand. I, I particularly like the line when he said that black people were happy under Jim Crow and before right. civil rights revolution because right. that's that's uh, what every black person wants to hear is the Duck Dynasty guy. The 80 year old white guy talking about how black people were happy under yeah. Jim Crow because that doesn't bring back any negative emotion. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, or... you heard, I mean, there was that loud, deafening noise of all of them going like, it's fucking oh, bullshit, yeah, man. He's right. just, yeah. he's just saying crazy shit to well, things, be yeah. a crazy person well, and, and to get, to get publicity. And like, there's, there's all this stuff. I, everyone on my stupid Facebook feed or whatever is posting these things like, look at how they pulled one over on America. And they were actually these white douchebags in polo shirts before the producers made them grow their. Beard out. Yeah, it's all fake. Yeah. Like, why is that TV. news to you? Yeah. Like, yeah. This reality yeah. TV has nothing to do with reality. It's even if he, even part. if he, even if he believes those things or not, which I mean, I know there's the, the videos of him, you know, preaching back in the day. As, personally, I think the dude's an asshole. The the bottom line is, is that it 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 goes the conspiracy theorists about nine eleven are a lot on both sides are very similar to the duck dynasty blowout and the fact that whether no matter what really causes something to happen people are going to take whatever happens and they're going to twist it and use it for whatever the fuck reason they want to to serve their own interests in whatever argument they want and so things happen with 911 whether the government planned it or didn't what, however it gets handled with media, there was foul play in a lot of ways where shit didn't Oh, I got it because of ducks. So, foul. Yeah, 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 foul. So <laughs> it's like there's all of these like little angles that people that want to, you know, talk about conspiracy or want to talk about free speech or want to talk about Christianity or whatever, they pick the very little part of something that maybe just happened organically. People don't want to admit that, you know, maybe shit just fucking happened because of whatever reason. We don't know why that happened, but it happened. And the reality is, is that people are then going to take that event and they're going to pick and choose what they want from it to f- make their argument. And that's one of the poorest forms to argue. And it's what Facebook is built on. Well, it's it's not just Facebook, but I mean, like, like there's so many things in this uh, in, in the media today, be it uh, uh, Fox News or or any number of publications like that, that that's the outrage machine. And it's not profitable for them to not be outraged. Yeah. So they'll come up with something with just whatever. Uh, like a friend of mine uh, recently posted something. Uh, I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street yet, 
but uh, someone from uh, and and to be honest, I haven't I haven't read the mag uh, the, the the article, but someone from Bitch Magazine wrote this article about the portrayal of women. Sounds like a credible and, source. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's and how like negative it was not in that thing. It's like, well, yeah, you're first of all, obviously, like you watch the trailers, like yeah, these guys are assholes. Chances are, the the ladies are gonna yeah. be treated like assholes. Uh, now now granted, like I haven't seen it, I don't know how that's done, but it's also like, of course. That's Bitch Magazine's going to be. That's their takeout. That's what they're going to do. That's their job. Yeah. Uh, to to see it and and to point out stuff like that. Uh, right or wrong, and and I, I'm not necessarily picking on them or or you know, there's those sites like Jessica or something where where you're gonna you're gonna look at it as this thing of like, how can we report on this? How can we do this to fit our the point of view of our publication? Be that be that good or ill, and so then it's just it's just the outrage machine. It's just like like Fox News, War on Christmas, that kind of crap. It's because it gets people riled up and it gets people to look yeah, at it. And they're like, uh, I think Joe Rogan said it best. They're like beach balls that people just bat around, like gay marriage and mm -hmm. yeah. all this stuff. It's they're just the reality is that you know any channel that's owned by NBC is owned by General Electric. A big part of how General Electric makes money is by making motors that are not only in tanks and in drones. They also make the armaments and the bombs that go on drones. They make mm -hmm. fucking missiles. They're one of the biggest defense contractors. And it's just a small part of what GE does because they're fucking massive. But another part of what they do is that they own MSNBC. They own NBC. They own CNBC. Um, the big media channels are owned by... Like it's like three companies. Yeah, like three like, or five companies. It's yeah. like, and um, the people that uh, started Fox News. I mean, those Fox News wasn't some organization that was owned by the people. Fox Fox is like a company, and you like, oh, they made The Simpsons and they make movies. Fox is somebody owns that, and they deliberately created Fox News as an outlet to put out certain information. And it's no different than what MSNBC or CNBC or CNN or any of these do because they all have an interest that they're serving. And right. that's why, like, the Internet, when there's no advertisers, um, is very Portland. But PBS NewsHour, things that don't get a lot of, of money involved in the production and the marketing of them are just inherently going to have less of a lean in how they cover things. And that's why they're really important in a lot of ways. And that's why free internet is important in a lot of ways and free accurate information because what we found is – I mean news on TV is just – it's it, it's impossible to base knowledge off of because it's all just horse shit. It's all just Dennis Rodman yeah. yelling. And it's not even Dennis Rodman. It's pundits mm -hmm. yelling about Dennis Rodman and then – bringing in somebody to make some other argument where they bend it into some other self-serving area where it's like, why don't we have, well, I know why you don't have really smart people that come in and debate topics and, you know, have a really long, thorough discussion about oh, no, something. No, no, no. You don't do that because you end up with PBS news hour because PBS news hour is boring as fuck, but it has facts and it has, you know, one way or the other, because you always have to take everything with a grain of salt. And if you don't, you're an idiot, but you know, watching something like that, you can you can watch it with less of a filter. Whereas if you're watching, you know, anything on mainstream TV, it could be anything. I mean, it could straight be anything. And then you watch the commercials. If the commercials make you feel stupid, that's what they think about you. Yeah. No, so exactly. think about why you're watching that show. If you're watching a commercial, man, there's a blanket, just subversive racism, huge basketball fan. 
watch the commercials on NBA TV, which has one of, you know, a higher black audience. The commercials get racist in a fucking hurry in terms of how they market things and the intelligence that they, you know, they treat people with. And it's offensive as like, I I don't even know, as just a, a human being to see that, like, this is what you think of your fans that are watching this is you're going to put these dumbass commercials on that just insults their intelligence for four hours. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I read too much into that shit, but I see it and it's just like, man, and then people are fucking bending over backwards to pay for this shit. No, and I, and, and I feel the, the, the same way, like I was complaining about the, the Geico thing, like, like so many of their ads are just nonsense. They're and just, all they, they want you to do, they don't care. They yeah. just want you. I had to fight. I just was about to get car insurance. Who, okay, you want to get car insurance. Who are you going to get car insurance from? Yeah, well, yeah, Geico. You're going to think Geico yeah. or Progressive because they fucking just own the yeah. whole market. If you think about soda, I I only got this Coke because I have whiskey here. That's the mm-hmm. only reason I have it. But if I think about soda, I never think about Coke. But if you were to say, name a soda, I'd say Coca-Cola. Right. Because they've just ingrained in, in me my whole life with that marketing money and with that, you know, that presence that's there. Mm-hmm. So it's like they... When you see something enough times, you get brainwashed to an effect. And then we're like, I got to get new insurance. Who am I going to get? I'm like, oh, I'm going to get progressive. Yeah. Because I fucking heard it a million times. And then now I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because I fucking hate how stupid their commercials are. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's, that's that's why I get so angry about it is, it, well, I get too angry about it, frankly. But uh, yeah, so there's like that Geico ad where it's all like their paintings and a thing. And it's a painting of dogs playing poker. And it's talking to a painter of another dog. Also Geico. Like it's yeah, just like, it's what? aggravating because you're like you're, you don't even need to advertise anymore and this is just what you're doing. Like this. if you took off the name and yeah. didn't at the end say it was a Geico commercial, there'd be no marketing value in that's, the commercial. That's the lizard, right? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's, used to that's be one of them. Okay, but one I don't think many... the, uh, is the lizard still no because I watched they one. They the... have like four different. Yeah, I watched one on. the other day with the lizard and it and it confused the fuck with me. One, uh, 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 Geico government employees insurance company. Just want to point that out. When, oh, that's what since it means? Now that it's all popular, yeah, that's a government institution. Just want yeah, to point that out. Yeah, you just killed my joke. I was going to say, oh, they, cu- they, cut, yeah. they cut back the gecko's hours because they had to scale back <laughs> his hours so they wouldn't have to give him Obamacare insurance. But if he's government, they're already opted yeah, out of that shit. It doesn't it's, matter. It's like, oh, look at the cute little lizard with the accent. It's like, yeah, no, that's the government. What a yet. fucking but, fiasco um, that's been. The, 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 um, the commercial is is the, 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 the lizard trying to get a cup of tea in Boston and the tea bag falls in the harbor. And he goes, oh, my tea bag just fell in the harbor. And and it's like, what the fuck is this trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I like one, it's, it, I just. It makes I, I don't me even feel stupid because like, is this on some next level shit that I don't even understand? Like, but it's, it's, so, is this tea party? Is this like the old tea party? Is this a new tea party? Is this just a ref or like, why is he in Boston? Why is he having tea? And I don't fucking understand this commercial. I would much <laughs> rather have it be just like the word Geico on screen with flashing lights. Just the, the, the yeah. background. All is just glory to the hypno yeah. Geico. just like, like Geico, Geico. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. Like, almost like that. What is that? Head on apply directly to your forehead yeah head on head on head yeah. on it's like just do that my uh my father one time called me to task for i i was watching a commercial when i was very young i was watching a commercial for uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese and uh and i'm like you know somewhat later in the night i'm like dad i'm really in the mood for fucking mac and cheese can you pick some up like next time you're at a store because i was you know like i don't know eight whatever you know far below driving age and he's like oh i wonder why you thought about that and he's like hey you know to my, one of my older brothers like you, you know you're in your marketing class you read how that commercial affected al that he wanted craft and my response was it could have been a blank screen that said you enjoy macaroni and cheese. And I'd be like, 
Oh yeah, I do. Because I'm fucking eight, and now I just remembered that that's a thing that exists, and I would like to eat it. This has nothing to do with the marketing. It just reminded me that there's a delicious goddamn product out there that I'm not currently eating. I like that your dad calls you Al. Oh yes, yes. I uh, my my father call my father and my brothers call me Al uh, at times. It is not all the time, but yes, there is an Al there. Uh, And uh, in my brother is currently writing a script. uh, I'm referred to as my childhood name as Applehead because I had the same size head I have now. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Same size head I have now when I was like first grade kindergarten. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I'm at the thrust of like, I can still buy hats in store. I don't buy hats, but if I wanted to, I could still buy them in stores, but I'm that close to having to go uh, to a specialty store. Modoc. I'm almost, I, I'm almost, you got like but I had a quarter or what do you got? No, going it's, on seven, there? it's somewhere seven something. So like I, got, like, I got seven and five eights. That's right in the wheelhouse. That's like that's, the average I hat. Think, no, eight, eight is when I think eight is where it starts going into like, my dad eight, has yeah. an eight and it's, that's like, eight's a big fucking head eight when yeah. you start getting into eights like i can put one of my dad's hats on and it fits me like i'm a five-year-old kid like comes down like covers my ears I'm just about i'm not quite there but i'm just about like it's not it's not a pleasant thing so but imagine that on a body that's literally a fourth of the just yeah really just horrible terrifying. so that's yes yeah, so uh yes apple head or al is is the, the old the old names uh which again uh, at some point in my life, I will develop a filter and stop saying things into a microphone for the world to hear <laughs> that it's like, yeah, you know, the thing that's really embarrassing that I don't really want out there. I'll just I'll just go ahead and say that now. Nah, that's cool. You know, that's what I'll do. You know, yeah, well, it's not like your listeners are going to do anything about it, according to you. Um, actually, well, some do uh, in this. And this is the kind of case. Yes. No, if I need them, like, I don't know, buy a book or, or you know, give any kind of positivity to the universe or like, you know, give any kind of help. No, <laughs> heaven forfend. But uh, any kind of, you know, again, you know, uh, misquoting of uh, of uh, some kind of Gnosticism or, or you know, stonemasonry. Yeah. yeah no, uh, they're they're on it. Or uh, I say something embarrassing or contradict myself from a previous show. Oh, I got that shit at spades. Yeah. You should just kind of go unethical with it and then rename your book on Amazon like Keys to the Paleo Diet. And, That's not a bad idea. Yeah. And sell it for three ninety nine. Yeah. And by the time people are like, hey, this fucking guy has no idea what he's talking about and it has like a two star review, you're already paid. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And I could probably make a book up pretty easily, like well, like beat a woman to death, rape her, mm. the paleo diet. You well, know? you could well you could also just claim that like the secrets are in there. Yeah, but you have to, you know, if you're just or just fucking copy the Wikipedia on paleo yeah. diet. Yeah, my, my, yeah. Alex's paleo paleo diet by Alex Bolin. Copy the diet of people that live to twenty seven. Because that makes sense. Grocery stores <laughs> yeah. hate make him. it a yeah. make it a picture where on the left side of the page is just some chicken and there's a green check mark and then on the next page (laughs) some cheetos and it's a red x that's your whole don't eat this this. you have a picture of me on like one side and then next to i have after but i'll have like this completely ripped athlete body like i'll get like some kind of uh uh you know a wide receiver six-pack body you know so i'm like a six foot four black guy up to here (laughs) that is just my regular yeah you can just use my 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 body profile pic yeah yeah, you can put your face on it (laughs) just switch out yeah it's beautiful now Uh, everybody's gonna think i'm black well, you are uh, from from the neck down, which is really awkward. I was talking to a guy on the phone today that I could totally tell was black, which is funny because they brought it up on the Rogan podcast a few times. But when you, you're talking to somebody and you know that they're black, it's not like a big deal or anything. But oh. like I was talking to this guy and as soon as he picked up the phone, I was like, yes, I got a black guy. Like, Because I was calling a bank and I was like, I know this guy's going to fucking help me out. And he was the most helpful guy that I've ever gotten while calling this company. I like got his extension. I was like, you're my guy. This is bullshit bank company now. But I just knew as soon as he picked up the phone, I was like, all right, I can relate with this guy a little bit. 
Yeah, that's one of those awkward things Calm, where brother. Inex- inexplicable, like, oh, that's racist now, but it's like, but if it works, it, I don't think it counts as racism, but like, yeah, I just don't can, care. If it's inaccurate, like, if you could answer the phone to, you know, a hundred people and, and, you know, let's say there's 60 black guys and you pick out 50 of them. Sorry, that's, that's statistically significant. Therefore, not racist because it's, it, it works. It's not, it's, it, you're looking at me like I'm wrong. No, Am I'm, I no, actually I'm just super racist? I'm just, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying that the, 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 the people that are best at solving racism are three doughy guys in a basement. Seriously. But, <laughs> what, to, but the thing, people that call me racist are, are fucking lesbian chicks that went to PSU. Like, it's not, I never had a black person call me racist. They just, they're like, yeah, that's, you talk to people. As a white you know? person, I'm way more racist against white people a lot of times. Like, no, if I, was, if I heard that, if, if I call somebody and I know it's like, an old white lady that is going to give me a hard time on everything. I'm instantly just like, I just totally buried myself, but it's, it's not the same. Like when I heard that it was like a younger black, I was like, all right, this guy, I'm going to be able to communicate with this guy in a vernacular in a way that like, I can have an open, like if I ask this guy a question, I know that there's a better chance that I'm going to get an answer. Cause I know how to communicate with this person. And it's not a bad thing. If somebody sounds Asian or black or white on the phone who gives a fuck like it, yeah, it it's doesn't thing. I matter guess it's, it's, I, I would think uh, uh, in my experience that it, it would it would matter if you were if you were attaching a value judgment to that you know what I mean like like you know like if I hang like, if I hung up the fucking phone and then right. called back it would be racist yeah, and, but I mean and it's also yeah. you're just from the sound of the voice you're not saying like all white people answer the phone like this well no that's this black, is this is that would be hilarious because what you're doing is trying to apply logic into a situation he, prob- he probably heard yeah. on my voice on the other end like oh this is another white guy that <laughs> knows that I'm a black guy oh, and now he's smiling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like all right oh, thank you so I, I had uh, we had this conversation with one of my friends and uh, uh, so the idea is so I was making reference to black guy and she goes yeah they don't really you know that's not really the term and I'm like Christ, African American. She's like, no, it's not African American. Like, oh, good, because I hated that term. Because like, what if you're not from Africa but you're black? But she goes, no, it's a people of color is the preferred nomenclature. And I go, get the fuck out of here. That's exactly. I go, no fucking way did black people agree to that before. No, that's a white person came up with that. I'm like, no, Tumblr came up with that. That's that's colored people. A fucking an Oriental person came up with that. A celestial (laughs) came up with that. That is that is fucking absurd. Person of color. So I got, I'm like mad. I'm like, no, that is. I will. Honestly, I will. It, it, it's Portland, so I will, I'll wait a week to have a black guy show up here and ask him because no, there's no fucking way that's acceptable. Well, no, I think, I think, no but way. it's it, no, but it, that, it's the white thing of well, if we say gently with a lot more syllables, right. it won't be offensive. But it's like it's not offensive the first fucking place. We're white. We're not actually white. It's technically kind of an insulting term, but fuck it, close enough. I've well, never I think close I, enough. I think the preferred nomenclature is whatever. Like if if I'm talking to to a black guy and he's like, I prefer African American, then it's African American. It, you know well, what I mean? mean, but you have to do like the first initial guess, so it's not right. you know, yeah. But, but person of color, no, that's that's t- let's literally colored people. We already yeah. went through this being I've racist like, like fifty years before I was born. No, I, I remember reading there was a there was a uh, uh, what's that uh, newspaper comic with the with Bill the Cats and Opus. Bloom County. Bloom County. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember we had like Bloom County books growing up, and there was a whole joke in there about that because it's like the like the uh, NAACP. Uh, because it's like, like going back how like the National Association for, uh, or what is the NAACP? What is that stand for? It's the National, wait, no, it's the National, wait, the, the, the CP is colored peoples. Right. Yeah, that's the important part. I don't remember what all the other but like, are. Yeah, we're just yeah. thinking about how like, yeah, people of color is, is the same as, like, is, how is that different from colored people? Yeah, no, it's exactly the same thing. But for some reason, 
it comes down to, again, this whole I just tibble form of things where um, if you say something like, all right, so let's say the offensive term is black people, which is it's not offensive. But so if you overdo it, you go, well, uh, you know, people of uh, uh, melanin increase or like you know, the longer you draw out a thing, it becomes less insulting. Or the is- more that you make it a thing in general is is a huge indicator. Like I. I grew up in Portland. I grew up around hippies my whole life. Like I've never understood hating somebody because of, of a different, whether it's their religion or their color or their sex or whatever. It's just never made sense to me because there's always been all these different people that I aspire to that are from all of these different sure, yeah. fields. And it's like the the fact that it's even you know African American or, or whatever. I've known a fuck ton of black people my whole life. Nobody's ever, none of them have ever said, "Please call me African American." Mm-hmm. It, it, we really never even talk about that because you really don't when you're like actually friends with somebody. Right. But I'm hugely fascinated by not just race, but by language and what you can and cannot say and what certain words mean. And when people use words like N-bomb and they put the word in your head uh-huh. and it's like you're fucking saying it right there. Yeah, so you're insulting yeah. my intelligence by not just saying yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like respect the people that you're hurting by either not saying it or don't say n bomb, right? Because you're taking you're taking whatever you know sting. It, it it's turning it into something that it's not, and it, now it's this huge assault on language across the board of what you can say. Like calling a Mexican person Mexican. If they're from Mexico, it's not an issue. If they're from Guatemala, then you're a dickhead. Right. So to be you know to be politically correct, you say Hispanic. But if Somebody's from Mexico and you call them Mexican or you refer to them as Mexican. It's not offensive. No, but it's, some, it's his, something they should but be. Hispanic is actually more offensive. If you're someone from Mayan ancestry, you ain't fucking Hispanic. That's from Hispaniola. That's from Spain. Yeah, I'm Norwegian so and Swedish. Yeah, it, I want. I'm Norwegian and Swedish. I'm not. I don't consider myself Scandinavian. It's the same thing as yeah. as no, Hispanic but, or yeah. whatever. But it's no, like but I mean, Hispanic. Like if you're from, you should be. You're you're a Mayan. You know, one of the one of the tiny Mexicans. Don't call them Hispanic. They ain't from Hispaniola. They have no blood there. They just happen to have the same skin color. If you fucking <laughs> like come at me and be like, you fucking Swede. Like this. I, yeah, I would have guessed you're a German. This though. goddamn lazy Swede yeah. or whatever the, the, yeah. the socialist Swede or whatever. The, whatever I really it is. I don't think there's actually a negative thing about Swedes. Yeah. Yeah, because no, we don't Swedes beef. are kind of beautiful. Yeah. We were like, poor as fuck for a long time. No, we're, but now you're like, everything's working out aces. Everybody likes the Swedes. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's working out aces because it's 200 years of fucking sucking dick because there's no potatoes to eat. No, everybody did that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Scandinavians. Shout out to that whole. Uh, top part of the yeah but the irish did it fucking everybody suffered you know yeah it but it you know there's still a lot of nazis in sweden which is unfortunate but hey, yeah but they're like nazis that are based around fucking shitty music so it barely counts yeah <laughs> they, they were they were occupied by germany during the war that yeah. was a big part they had to fortify all of uh sweden on that side so that uh england wouldn't come through on that side so there's a lot of nazi yeah, and shit. one of the more pansy ass flags ever. But aside from that, we all like Sweden. Which one is that? Is I that love them. That's like, that's a really kind of like pea, like light blue with a kind of a shitty green in the middle. That's that's we got blue and yellow, yeah. blue and yellow, yellow. yellow. Yeah, Sorry, blue. I didn't mean to say green. Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, fine, but it's just kind of like oh, wow, really taking a stance there. No, I. <laughs> it's just it's like this. Oh wow, what a fucking oh, what, oh wow, a, a fucking light cross with a light field. Wow. It's Personally, a throw a dragon nice. on there or something. Yeah. I'm super interested by it more than I would ever affect, let it affect me as as you know racism. Like if you're from Mexico, like that's awesome. I want to know more about what makes your family your family. I want to know like 
what your grandma taught your mom how to cook. I want to celebrate the things that make you you rather than being like, if there's a fucking joke to be made about a Mexican laborer, there's a joke to be made. If it's funny, it's funny. Like it's not as long as you have a good heart about things, then it seems like it's okay. But the problem is, is that some people they'll, they'll hear that and they won't know the context of what you're saying it in, or it will affect them in a way where it's like, it really hurts them or brings up a emotion that's negative. And you don't want to do that to people. Cause then you're just a fucking cunt. You don't want to make people, you know, shiver. You don't want to make right. people have, you know, that feeling come up their spine of like, Oh, they're bringing this up again. Did you hear that? That whole thing that, uh, what's her name? Natasha Leggero, New Year's. Yeah. Year yeah. yeah. And like her, her, I just love her response was like, I'm not sorry. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think everyone can, can take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was awesome. The only thing I didn't like about her response is that she had to call, like, my dad lost his hearing in a war. Like, that was yeah. a little, like, uh, like, that was a little my friend's black, so I'm allowed to say this. Right. Like, like, cool. I'm not saying you should, like, not mention dad, but that was a little, like, maybe mention it in the third interview after the apology, not during right. the apology. Yeah, so. I wish right. people would just take things that happen like that and think critically about them instead of just reading a headline. And then mm-hmm. getting really upset about it and then basing like a whole Facebook war or like some argument about it just based off of non-information. Like the amount of the amount of stuff I've seen posted and all over the place about the Dennis Rodman thing so far, mm-hmm. really none of it has been about the people of North Korea. And to me, like that's the only thing that matters in the whole equation is how did those people get a little bit of help? Because I, I don't know if there's a way that we can make everybody on the planet, you know, rich and, and, you know, have all of those things. But I do know that we have enough that these people don't need to suffer like that. And that we can, there, there needs to be a way that we can affect some type of change in their life where they can, they can be happier. Cause it's, it, to have that level of desperation and just overall just, lack of you know living like the the planet is not going to evolve until we figure out africa until we figure out north korea until we figure out you know china's pollution issues and some of their human right things the world is so global and small now and interconnected that we can't just pretend like they don't exist and keep giving them money to stay quiet because that's what we do to north korea is we just give them money to stay quiet and as long as they don't you know launch their nukes on people then, you know, I doubt they have a functional warhead. Oh, yeah. And if they do, I don't think I, I mean, our, our, our military is so far advanced in terms of, I read a thing about if all of the world's military, um, groups were to gang up against the United States on how they could possibly mount an offensive against the United States. There's really no way we have nuclear dominance in sites all over the planet. We have the most extensive Navy by far. And that's where we really win the war. If anybody was to be against us, there's no, there's the, the amount of armored personnel carriers and um, amphibious aircraft is so low um, from all of the other militaries around the world that they could never even reach the land here without like what we have. But Cuba, you forget, did sign the armistice treaty with Atlantis back in 86. And I do believe that Atlantis could take out our Navy. If there was, if there was a legitimate threat, it would be so fucking ham that our government would go. It would be incredible. I think that they have capability to put down uh, dissent and to solve military conflict on a scale that most people have absolutely no clue of what they are a capable and willing to well, they, do. They say the uh, they say the rule of thumb is that they're generally thirty years advanced of the things that we know about. 
So if they have unmanned drones, like the top of line unmanned drones, they've got some really fucking that's sick. An, like, that's a historical yeah. statement too, 30 years. I mean, I would say now with the way it just in, in general, how technology has moved forward, that may be, we may be a hundred years. They may be a hundred years in the yeah. future in terms of the technology. Well, that back in, I remember hearing this thing of, it was in the early seventies, I think. I, let's not quote me on it, but, uh, remember, uh, um, when we all got on computers, you're a little bit younger than us, but uh, what was it? something 86? What was that computer that was the really popular ones before the whole Intel drives? 486? Was that the one? Uh, I have no idea. It was like the early 90s. Well, the, the early 90s processor was like a... No, no, no. It's like a 486, like like megahertz. Like I think it was 486, whatever. But like that was like the big step. That's when Windows started to get popular. Mm-hmm. That's like when computers first started to really take over. But um, the computer... graphical user interface, point and click. Yeah, I mean, after that, like that, those have been around for a while. Desk but drives. like when it started to get, um, yeah, when it started to move, like kind of from the floppy to the when AOL installation CDs were as ubiquitous as air. Just about there was this one processor that was like the first stepping stone where that Moore's law kind of caught up and all of a sudden things started going nuts. But I think the thing right now, oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, just to finish, it's that there was a a computer programmer dude that was talking about it and it's, you know, kind of like in public record, but I think it was like the early 70s, maybe mid 70s. They had 486s. The government had 486s. That's 20 years, essentially, a little bit less, 15, 20 years before. Uh, you know, it became public. Yeah. Think about that. They had that capability, that amount of processor that much earlier when people didn't have computers in their house. You know, there was a couple. And the other, the other thing that goes into that is that what they are using is on such a smaller scale that like you have a company like DARPA that, or a program like DARPA that has essentially unlimited resources to develop prototypes. And they are using the best battery, like batteries right now are one of the biggest constraints of technology. One of the biggest bottlenecks that we face is having a battery that, cause the processors are fast as fuck. A mobile processors, they're going to get so quick in the next two years, but you need to have a battery that can a power that and power the, you know, the phone, to, the device to run for 18 consecutive hours to 24 consecutive hours. Cause that's what, you know, people are demanding. That battery is way too expensive right now to develop for the mainstream, but absolutely they have advanced battery power and advanced technology that's maybe not mainstream and, you know, being in devices used now, you know, across the board. But it wouldn't shock me at all if they had, you know, hydrogen, you know, fuel cell batteries or whatever. See, it I may think they're be. actually the next step past that because, like, all Probably. those weird fuel cell things are like not fuel cells. I just was mimicking what you just said. But the, the next generation of battery power is already like kind of in public demo. So the one after that, the one is after that time. is. But I had this idea that you can keep your phone in your pocket most of the time and kind of. It would always connect to us, like making us like a door cell, like almost a copper top. So we would be a copper top and then we would power Through the friction. thing that we go on the internet with, right? So essentially human beings would power the computers that, that lead the internet. And, and then we'd all kind of form together in almost like a, like a matrix almost. And, and I was I just think, waiting for somebody to I think realize, the, okay, you realized it no, from the second no, I said copper no, top. No, I'm just stuck on, on copper top because I was thinking it's about It's a line those, from the movie. No, I know, but those, yeah. those, those, I, I was thinking about that. The, the I didn't respond because I don't think that you're far off, to be honest. Oh, no, I think, just, that's from the Matrix. I, yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's I think, I, yeah, I think eventually you're going to get to the point where I made a comment to somebody a couple years ago where I was mad at my phone. I was like, I can't wait until I don't have to fucking hold on to this thing anymore. And she looked at me like I was just nuts. Like, I was just like, I just, I can't wait until I have, 
you know, availability to all of this information and these services without having to physically carry around a phone that dies all the time. Yeah. and worry about service. Well, they have digital contact lenses that are powered by your, by your body heat. I, uh, think... I don't think they do anything all that good. I don't forget what they do, but they are existent. Hurt your eyes. Yeah, well, no, but keep in mind the size of old school contact lenses. I've, I've never worn contacts. I don't no, know. but I mean, like, like, I'm sure you saw them back I've in like. I've never seen eight... a contact lens. No, but in the eighties or the seventies, there was a meme of, oh my God, I dropped my contact lens. Right now, if I wanted to, I could take my contacts lens and just throw it out because, like, they, I just put another one out. There's one yeah, in the bathroom be... right now. But they used to be made of glass and would shatter, and that was the big – that's, like, why the joke of my contact lens fell out was, like, a thing for a while. Think about the, the depth of that. Oh, you could easily fit a processor in there, like, fucking ready, you know? And and you never know I, – I think the, the – you go back to, like, 1980 and – And I do. And ask people about what they think the internet is. I mean, there's people, there's videos of people like in the late nineties talking about email and, and trying to figure out what, is, what is email? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the change that the internet brought just to people in general was so massive and revolutionary that you didn't see it coming in 1980. And I think that it would be very closed minded to think that there's not a huge evolution coming forward, whether we're in the middle of it now or, or it's, it's coming up that we don't even, we, we we can't even think about if you're not that far out of the box. I'm sure there's people that are developing it right now, but you know, you and I, you know, bullshitting here in the basement, it's probably, you know, unrealistic to think that there's probably something going on that's so complex and so revolutionary that could be coming that could be as game changing as the internet. And yeah. whatever that may be, who who knows? It remains to be seen. But that's where like all the world's problems shit breaking down and like the world's at war right now. Like, fucking crazy. The world's at war right now and there are people protesting all over the planet. There's armed conflict going over about resources all over the place. There's imperialism that is remaining. People read about it. I'm in just gonna history. say, keep on, you're quoting Plutarch right now, or just any like or like th yeah. that exact statement could have been made in four hundred BC. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the same. That's, it's always been that way. It's yeah. always yeah. it's always been that way, and we've never had a way it all comes from, it all stems from human suffering and inequality when when the whole pr mode that we've built um our system on is based off of the prosperity of one place being better um through taking from another place and that's been in you know going back hundreds and hundreds and years or thousands of years of we're going to take these resources from this place to make the prosperity of this other place better like your cell phone that will track all if you take the origin back it goes back to coltan coming out of the congo you know if you look at the prosperity that we have in this country somebody else pays for it because there's no free there it, there's no free way to do that so somebody else has to pay and what's happening now is the internet and globalization and everything getting smaller a more people are aware of people suffering and it's creating a ton of like weird guilt uh, I think with like Americans, how can you live in America and not feel a little guilty that like, I mean, I was born a white man in America. Like that's a fucking huge leg up in See, terms of the opportunity. Feel worse. I was born a white male and I failed this bad. How much I had like, but there's almost nothing that could have been handed it, to me more. Comes, and yet I can't afford rent all it, that often. It, yeah. Fuck. It, no. And that's the <laughs> thing is a lot of that feeling. It, it comes from, we, I mean, there's, there's a lot of built in advantages of just being a white male historically. Like, yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 you can't argue that in any way. So the advantages that we have 
as white men that even though they don't, you know, across the board translate to it, that is real. And you get treated differently by police. That's real. And like, I know black people, my sister has dated black people and gotten pulled over only when she has black people in the car. Like that shit is real as fuck. Well, and it's fair, just, they're the ones doing all the crimes. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's systemic and it's deep. And there's a lot of desperation that comes from people that don't have anything around the world, you know, living these miserable lives. And there is a way to make things more balanced. And the way that the internet is evolving, in my opinion, is it's making it easier to um, spread things to the people, awareness to the people that need it. And to get help to the people that need it, and eventually, hopefully, less people will suffer because of it. But it's such a complex problem of how you fix things and how you make things better for more people. Because at the end of the day, like some people are going to be miserable and unhappy, and they're going to blame whatever advantage or disadvantage that they have in their life. At the end of the day, we need to be working together to make more things better for more people. And the more arbitrary lines you have of religion or race or sexism or any of that stuff they're walls that keep people apart and they keep desperation alive and not to be you know socialist or communist or whatever because i believe that capitalism is the best economic system we've we've been able to come up with so far there has to be a way that we can alleviate the suffering of a lot of these people that are paying the price for a really comfortable life for a lot of people in America that you shouldn't feel, you know, resentful or, you know, guilty about that. But to not admit that that's there, I think is really short-sighted. And a lot of people, a lot of white people don't want to admit that they have, you know, maybe some of those built-in advantages, but it's, it's the hard reality of women still make 75 cents in the dollar or whatever it is. And, you know, there, there are those things that, you know, while we have those problems in front of us, it's going to hold back the evolution of our whole humanity until that equality is there. Like we're going to be an inefficient machine until that shit is figured out. Here's here's why here's why I feel guilty is that you've taken the time to think about this thing while I have been fixated on the name of that robot family nah. powered by Duracell batteries and then in the eight and while you were coming with all stuff, I'm looking it up on my phone. That's why I feel bad. Oh, no. Well, here, I, if, if I may, if I may ruin your beautiful uh, point uh, on a different way, let's just wipe this thing up. Fucking ruin it, man. This I'm is, down to go wherever we got to go. This is the Puttermans, by the way. Oh, good Their point. name with the Puttermans. Um, <laughs> this is this is the thing that turned me from uh, a, a budding conspiracy theorist when I was younger into someone that realizes that, oh, shit, uh, the world's too complicated. Star Trek. The Federation is based on the growing from a one-world government. What's the thing that all of us conspiracy theorists are worried about? Mm-hmm. One-world government, because for some reason it's order. evil. But is that not exactly what utopian dreams go with? We want to move towards it, but th- we're in- it immediately... It takes conformity for fought, utopia. But, yeah, it's, but we immediately fight back against the idea of the thing that is pretty much the only way to make everything equal. I mean, it is the thing to make people equal. People want to bitch about, you know, having the most ineffectual Congress in history and again, getting the least amount of shit done that they've ever gotten done. I think that a big part of that is that people have forgotten how to a stand, like look at problems critically and logically and be able to break from a, a school of thought. Like I don't, 
consider myself a wishy-washy person, but I've accepted the fact that I don't know everything in my life and I'm going to continue to pray, like, <laughs> he know everything. right? <laughs> what an like, asshole. Dude. And, and, and when you I under- didn't know the puttermans, but now I do. <laughs> and it's like, you know, at a certain point, you just got to understand, like, you know, nobody knows everything. And, um, you just got to be willing to stay open-minded and try to learn things and take, I, I question everything. I mean, being a conspiracy theorist, like, Am I? No, probably not. But I believe in a lot of them because I don't believe that anything happens like 9-11. Do I think the government did it? No, I don't. Do I think that they took what happened and used it to, you know, start wars and, and you know, create a, uh, an environment where they benefit personally from the war? Yeah, I think they did that. And I think that that wasn't engineered from the beginning. But I think they say, okay, here's this situation that happened that, you know, conspiracy theories, they either knew that it was going to happen or they planned that it was going to happen. Even if they didn't know and it just it was an attack that happened, it's never in their best interest to tell you the truth of what happened. It's always in their best interest to use it in a way that they can benefit from it. And that's just simple logic to me that whether you're democratic or republican if you're in power you're going to use the tools that you have through media or through whatever it is the tools that they have are so powerful and well thought out and complex that it's like they're going to protect the corporate interests that are running that thing and they are going to do take anything that comes at them and they're going to use it to their advantage because that's what they're meant to do noam chomsky wrote a book called hegemony or survival and it talks about how big hegemonic political systems they'll do whatever they have to do to morph and survive because that's what they do you know corporations are individual entities they can yeah. they can unlimited donate well, they're literally people i mean to the point yeah they they cannot be either they're incorporated legally become, legal, yeah they are literally people they're yeah, legally yeah. separate yeah. they're they're do you know sep- this, john you did yeah no i know it just makes i, I do know it, it oh you me, sorry it, you gave it you gave like no, i wasn't sure if that was me, a confused it, or a no, disgusting, no, they're, they're <laughs> fully they're fully separate legal entities yeah. and, the, and within that they're looking out for their own personal best interest you know and it, that is their stockholders best interest but really that's the the profit of the company is what comes first in a corporation and that is inherent in the formation of a corporation the board of directors the president of the company they're directly responsible to the investors the people that put money into that company to return a a return for those original investors or shareholders or whatever it may be their responsibility is not towards the environment or towards you know, taking care of the people that are working there, those are an input like steel. When they're making cars, they look at labor and the long-term cost of labor is just another cost in their formula of if they can build this into the price of the car or not, just like any other input, you know, raw material or labor or whatever. So there's so many things that go in. The other thing now, minimum wage going up to 15 bucks. That's a complex fucking situation there. I'm sure it is, but can you please do it? Because I don't make that much. I would really like to make 15 bucks God, an hour. God, I know. Like, but I just really would like that. I know there's probably some fucking horrible if, thing behind it, but if they me don't, and I would like to make 15 if they bucks don't, an If hour. they don't do without <laughs> tax reform, the people that are that need it most, the people that are making eight, nine bucks an hour now, that would right, be making there. 15 <laughs> bucks an hour, the people that are that are going to benefit the most from the minimum wage going up are the people that got, are going in the long, long run get hurt the most because – you're going to have massive cost inflation in the yeah. price of goods because Walmart, if Walmart has to go from paying you 
eight fifty an hour. What's minimum wage? Nine dollars an hour, whatever the fuck it is. I'm far too wealthy to know what that is. Yeah. I'm slightly above that. No, whatever, quite a bit above that, but still. Whatever uh, it is, say it's, say it's ten dollars an hour. You're ten dollars an hour. You work at Walmart, and you, for ten dollars an hour, you take home everything. Say one hour of work turns into one meal that you can provide for yourself. So you have to work for four hours to provide a meal for your family. You work all day and you're making $10 an hour. They raise your price to $15 an hour. Where do you think that difference of that price is going to come from? That labor expense that's now going up by 50%. Where does that come from? Does that come from the shareholders and Sam Walton's family uh, and the billionaires that own that corporation? Or do you think that they're going to pass that expense along in terms of higher grocery prices? They're going to pass all that overhead on now. So now you're making $15 an hour and your goods, your dollar doesn't buy you as much because the corporation isn't pitching in any towards making things more balanced. They're just passing it on to the same people that are getting a higher wage. So they're having the lower and middle classes or the lower class, you're making minimum wage or lower class unless you're a teenager you know, financially, not lower class in terms of the type of person you are. Right. You know, financially, no, teens are pretty terrible. Yeah. You know, fi- financially, class, really. financially, if you're making ten dollars an hour and you need that bump, you need that bump to fifteen bucks an hour. You can't afford to finance your own jump in prosperity. You need the corporations to take less money, and I think that the way that you do that is simple. You just create tax reform where the companies that pay a higher wage to their employees they get a bigger tax write off. And then you take away all the other loopholes and exemptions that they currently have because corporations write off fucking 99% of their profit or 99% of all of their money. Like it's ridiculous what you can do with accounting to get things down so you don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. Or you have Amgen type, you know, exclusions where they're worth a billion dollars a year because of, you know, lobbying and. I don't have the vaguest clue what an Amgen exclusion is. Amgen is a company that makes pharmaceuticals. Oh, and I don't even think I've ever heard those before. Yeah. I don't pay attention to things. They're one of the biggest <laughs> pharmaceutical company, companies in the country Amgen? and in the really? world. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. I yeah. literally don't think so, I've ever heard that before. So what they and do? A lot of what they what they do is they donate a bunch of money to a certain group of centers. You can look this up and Google. It. It's really easy to find. They have congressmen. They pay money to support certain people to get into the United States Congress and have them draft bills that they get pushed through either Amgen or Monsanto or whoever the big corporation is. And they have them get these loopholes pushed through. So like the Amgen one is a special tax credit where it ends up saving them about 800 million bucks a year. And the cost of them is of that to them is to bribe a couple people to put through this legislation and then get them to sign it, which is, so damning to their political career that they then won't be able to get reelected. So they then hire them as lobbyists once they're out of the Congress and pay them fat fucking sums of money to lobby in Washington and, oh, okay, and yeah. keep they do that and, the environmental lobbies too. They, they do it the yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah. So lobbying it's it's super out of control. So they use it they use that money to so you buy a couple congressmen, say you pay them the numbers that they pay them that I've seen are like fifty or sixty thousand. I know the Young Turks broke it down one time and they broke the whole thing down. But if you're making eight hundred million dollars as a corporation off this tax loophole, and the cost of that is say even a million dollars out the door, the fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna fucking do it. You're gonna yeah. do it because you're not breaking the law. You're not breaking the law. You're getting some morally and ethically 
flexible, to say the least, scumbag fucking Congress people to push through these huge tax exemptions where that deficit of money that should be coming in is now financed by middle-class person who works at Walmart, whose taxes are taken out of their check, whether they like it or not. And now that person has less money. You raise their rate. They're going to pass that back through and everything at Walmart becomes more expensive. So now for the millions of people that shop at Walmart, they're paying a higher cost for everything that they're buying. So in the long run, the corporation, their profit margin will probably creep up. Because what are they going to do? They're going to hire less people. Where do most of the people work at in Walmart? They work at the the front (laughs) of the store operating cash registers. What have you seen in the last couple of years in terms of cash register checkout? It's becoming a lot more automated, right? What are you seeing at McDonald's? That People in McDonald's are protesting for $15 an hour. You don't think that that's the reason why McDonald's has been prototyping machines that press patties and cut that person out of the equation? The, the sad reality is for a lot of these minimum wage jobs is they are getting minimum wage because they're unskilled labor. And the way to get them out of that is to promote systems of education and cross upward mobility where they can actually, you know, learn some skills that are valuable rather than, you know, having this system of debt where they stay poor and they get shitty education because government education is just a joke. And you keep people poor on purpose because... They're just, you know, slaves in the system, you know. Well, here's the thing. If I may quote Caddyshack, the world needs ditch diggers too, son. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, it's there's only so many people that have illegally immigrated into the country and they're going to do that amount of work. And I believe that this is the way to do it. I think that robots should run everything. And that incorporus is the way to do it. And this is the beginning of Skynet. <laughs> I think that, that they will have legal voting rights once Skynet. And this is nice when it becomes sentient. I saw it on the machine the other night. It became sentient. And it's, sorry, spoiler alert. And I mean that by I saw, <laughs> I'd never seen that show. I saw a headline. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's some show with uh, Ben from Lost where there's a machine that like fucking figures out crimes or something. I don't know. I saw a headline about it. But um, right. yeah, no, no, it, it's a, it's, it's a fine point you're making, but uh. Uh, the, the not so much the problem is there's no way to not be fucked and it's like i do i just i like the idea of trying to give people more money for for their labor because like minimum wage if it is you know eight bucks nine bucks an hour seven bucks an hour that's fucking horseshit that's not the, the point of minimum wage was supposed to be you can live your family can live off of it your family being defined yeah and i don't kid, I, you know? I i fully support the prosperity of the lower and middle class. It, yeah. yeah. I, I, I oh, by want the way, tax churches. That's I, my other solution. I want those, I want those people to be making more real money. I want their dollars to be worth more. And I want those families to be able to feed themselves and not have to look at a life of crime or a life of desperation as their only option because their minimum wage is so shitty and it doesn't actually buy them enough food to get But through. then what do you do about the bartenders at strip clubs? Because then they're all out of business because then there will be no more strippers. I think that the free market See, works all of those things out. Yeah. I think that, you know, the the hard part for – sorry to a- answer a joke with the serious <laughs> no, answer. Um, but I think the the hard part about a lot of that globalization part of it is that those unskilled labor jobs – they're going to go somewhere because they're going to corporations aren't going to lose money unless we make them do it. So my argument against the minimum wage isn't that I don't want, you know, people to make more money. Cause I do, I, 
I want it to be done in a free, healthy way for the economy that it's sustainable and they're not ultimately paying the price for it because the 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 price that they're paying, they don't really know. Like corporations aren't going to take a hit on this. They're going right. to raise the price. It's going to be worse for everybody and they're going to continue. The 1% is going to continue to get richer and richer and richer at a huger rate while everybody else gets fucking poor. Well, not- and that's what happens when people, when inflation goes up, when the dollar's worth less, you can buy less shit with it and you're also battling underemployment, no employment. Uh, you're talking about people that the the unemployment rate has come back down because they fucked with the unemployment number because people that are smart with statistics are really good at manipulating them. But if you look at underemployment, how many people aren't getting enough hours that are working, you know, 20, 30 hours a week that want full time employment or that can't find it, the number is much larger than what they what they show. And as a real estate broker dealing with people that get foreclosed on, I mean, there is the amount of desperation that's oh, out there. Oh, drop something. What were you saying, John? Oh. <laughs> sorry. No, I just, you were about to say something. Sorry, sorry. That was oh, rude. Sorry. I thought you were going to jump in. I apologize. No, no, I, that was, I was oh, a good, sorry. It was a good setup. And he just, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I really thought that was going to work better. No, I apologize. I would not no, have interrupted I no if I, 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 really, I really thought he was just going to run with something and nope. I fucking failed hard. Jump in, apologies. No, I have sorry. nothing. I would if I had something. I, no. I, I, I'm sorry. Please continue. I really do apologize. I really thought that was going to work better. No, as, so I, as, well, I was just, I guess I will say. Uh, I recently bought a house a couple of years ago, and yeah, some of the ones I looked at were uh, um, foreclosed houses. Yeah, I deal some spe- of the some of those some of those are full of just sad stories. You can just tell, dude. I so there. what I do specifically is I work for a couple investors and hedge funds that we buy foreclosures at the courthouse steps. So part of my half of my my life is spent with high net worth investors that have been very successful business people. And the other part of what I do is just in the streets, in houses, talk, knocking on doors of houses that are going for sale that week. So I've seen every type of story that's out there. And the sad thing is, is that for every person that bought a house and took out a second loan and bought a boat and just was an idiot with their money and lost it, for every one of them, there's six or seven people that got cancer and lost everything. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're good people, people that have... uh faced a lot of adversity and they get treated like complete shit by banks. If you're going through a, uh, if you're behind on your mortgage, it's really scary for a lot of people. If you have kids and you're behind on your mortgage and you're looking at them taking your house back, you want to get good information. And for the longest time, people were getting hustled. You know, there was shitty information coming out. The banks would say, we're going to modify your loan. We're going to modify your loan. We're going to modify your loan. And then you get foreclosed on and you're kicked out of your house. That happened all the time. People that got cancer, lost everything they had happened all the time. So like in life, shit happens, like bad shit happens to good people and they get treated like complete shit. And the majority of those people that are suffering isn't because they're dumb or isn't because they're not, you know, capable of you know, achieving more. It's just they don't have the means of, you know, upward mobility and the support to actually, you know, get themselves out of the system of being poor. Because I, I've been poor my whole life. I just recently, I, I started my own business at 21 and I've been poor until like a few months ago. Like it's like, I've been broke my whole life. So I know what it's like to be super desperate 
and to feel like nobody gives a fuck about you and to you know like not know how much money you can put in your gas tank mm-hmm. or you know how far can i stretch this 11 dollars at the grocery store and like i know what it's like to be desperate and it fucking sucks at the same time like that can be a catalyst for doing something great and becoming a better person and you know finding strength in it but the reality is it's very hard to do that without the means and support to do so and until we can support more people to actually do that the minimum wage question doesn't fucking matter to me i mean until we can educate our people to be you know outside of that system of financial oppression it's you know that people are going to live the same way. It's going to be a dog eat dog world where most people are shit on and a few people rise to the top and the illusion. Like there's so many people that will protect the illusion of, you know, tax cuts for the wealthy and, you know, things like that. And they'll support it even though it doesn't directly affect them. But the thought of, you know, low tax rates or universal tax rates, people will often, they won't even, um, vote or argue or think in their own best interest. Oh, yeah. So it becomes a really con- confusing and complex argument of how do you make things better when I think if there was a perfect solution laid out, you know, I think most people wouldn't even give a fuck. I think most people would just keep living their life like, oh, whatever. Like if even if the solution was there and we just had to accept it and to change the way that we live, I don't think people would change anything. No. I mean, people, human nature is the way that human nature is right now. And it's going to take well, it's it's, it's going to take something fucking massive to bring people together like. Climate change can either be the end of the world or it can be the thing that unifies people and says, okay, we have to work at least at this level of cooperation so we don't fucking destroy the one thing that's keeping us all alive. Well, it's like the uh, they, they have found out statistically like the best way to, to load an airplane is basically like from the outside. It, like just like everyone that's in, that's in the window seats goes in, but they figured out that they can never make that work because we'll screw it up because yeah. the people will be like, well, I don't understand. I'm sitting next to her. How come I, how come I don't get to go? The human nature and just the way that we are will make yeah. it. We'll just not make. It. And I think. And I think that's. I think there. There is there like a perfect solution. Quite possibly, would we fuck that up? Yeah, most. I, I think we would too. So like, I try to stay overall, you know, optimistic that we will figure things out for the better. Just because I don't want to be sad as fuck every day. Right. And, yeah. And like, just watching the news is depressing, man. And you watch the news, it's like you just. Everything is sad and depressing and, you know, it's never about, you know, the dad that walks his daughter to school every single morning Mm -hmm. and tells her he loves her every single night before she goes to bed and helps her with her homework. Because that guy's boring as fuck on the TV. Like what you were saying earlier about the shouting match and what's exciting. Being a good person is not an exciting thing to be. That's why, like people are drawn to that weird wealth porn culture of Kim Kardashian and all these shitty people. And, you know, they get involved in all of that stuff as, as a distraction because just being a good man that wakes up that, you know, takes care of his family and his kids and, you know, treats people with respect. There's no reward in that. Most times it's very like, you have to take pride in that yourself Mm -hmm. because nobody else is going to give you credit for it. Right. Nobody else is going to give you a pat on the back or a job because you're those things. It's just not how it works. So, but you have it. So it's, it's hard for a lot of people to stay true to that and be like, you know, I'm going to be a good man in, in the face of, you know, I'm going to personally make decisions that don't hurt other people because that's how I want to live. I can't affect how other people live, how other people approach things. So I have to control 
how I feel about and how I treat things and the language I use and how it's affecting other people just because there's, it's the spectrum is so fucking broad of people that, you know, like gay marriage and, you know, inequality and all that stuff. People get so mad when somebody's different than them. It's like, why don't you just fucking, yeah. why don't you just love it? Like who cares? Like right. there's, it, it, I don't know. I probably sound like a huge douchebag, but <laughs> uh, equality know. is for douchebags. I agree. I fucking love ramen noodles and I love, you know, chicken and waffles and whatever's historically racist from all these different races. I fucking love it all. Oh, fun thing. I, I, sorry. I don't like matzah no. Jews. You... I'm sorry. I love, I love oh, Jews, yeah, I love but matzo. I'm not like, a big matzah Oh, you mean kike balls. Uh, no, oh. um, <laughs> Do you know the story of 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 instant ramen? Like it, it literally a story of equality. The guy invented it that all people around the world can have healthy food and keep carbohydrates in them so they can go to work. And he invented um uh uh what's the opposite of acidic uh basic uh basic noodles like uh not acid based noodles. I think it's called something else. But uh he invented the noodles that can be you know freeze dried and then just you know like top ramen or whatever. Like this is literally a humanitarian. E- yeah, you know, e- equalitarian concept is hmm, dried really... ramen noodles. This is like literally a worldwide like he tried to change the world to give people food to eat. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's really crazy about that is kind of a similar parallel is uh, Vice President of the United States in the 1940s for FDR is Henry Wallace, and he was the uh, Secretary of Agriculture for a couple of years, and he was a really big pioneer uh, in the f- uh, field of genetically modified foods, and his dream was to feed more people. Because so for every you know acre of farmland you produce X. If I can produce 1.5 X, then that's better. We can feed more people. He didn't obviously have you know Monsanto in mind where they own the patents to you know seeds where they can yeah. control that shit, which is just crazy. But even genetically modified foods comes from it's born out of a place. Of helping more people. Well, that guy, there's a documentary on him. They call him the man that saved billions. Like, he's literally attributed with billions of people are allowed on this planet now because of the way that he modified wheat. Yeah. That wheat can grow in different areas that has... The reason that we have, like, uh, gluten intolerance and all that shit is because they broke down the cell wall of wheat, which makes it grow in different places. It makes it kind of simultaneously more hardy while being easier... Uh, it's like this whole fucking concept. Uh, there's science behind it that I don't remember. But this man is essentially where Monsanto's, not where they started, but he's the one behind the thrust of genetically modified foods and why the wheat weed is completely different from the weed of the 1940s. But yeah, we forget, not, like, literally, he's known as, he saved billions of lives. It's not all born, it's not all born yeah. out of an evil place. Yeah. Just like, you know, Walmart was originally built as a place where you could buy goods for cheaper money. I mean, it was a wholesaler, effectively, where they would sell you more. The stores weren't fancy, but we were going to sell a shitload of volume, and we're going to sell it for cheaper. That is good for most people. They don't... The the evil of the company is when it goes public, and there is a huge expectation for profit, and now they need to you know bump humanity out of the way to increase that bottom line. That process goes it speeds up so quickly that now your you know your altruistic business of genetically modified foods or whatever has gotten so fucking warped and like uh militarized i mean they own the biggest private military in the planet monsanto does yeah, yeah so the world's largest private food manufacturer owns the world's largest 
private military suing small farmers that are on the plot next door because to their death. seeds traveled you know? to death i mean yeah. the people amount of people that are dying indian farmers that are dying is crazy but on that note shout out to costco which is shout out to costco what used to be monsanto what used to be walmart thing where they pay their company they play their employees really well they give them stock benefits like Don't they let them union, union yeah yeah them. union like they're like the so, best company ever i think but, costco yeah. i think costco is the perfect example of responsible corporate structure of their ceo makes 500k a year a uh, CEO that runs a similar size company, the size of Costco, typically will make on the very low end one or two million dollars a year. But on the high end, uh, it's, there's been years where the CEOs of, you know, Home Depot and similar size companies are making, you know, 40 to 80 million dollars a year. So he's making 500K a year and they pass that through uh, to the employees where they get better benefits. They get $15 an hour at Costco. They've gotten that for several years um, and they get better benefits and it's a better corporate atmosphere. They're happier. They have much less turnover uh, and they've shown that it can work in certain markets. The problem is, is that Costco sells tires and Costco sells hot tubs and Costco sells couches and big ticket items that are high margin of profit. Walmart doesn't have a lot of those, uh, those items where they can shoulder that paying paying their employees more money because there's just less profit in a system where you're wholesaling as opposed to retailing because that's retailing there's a bigger profit margin there so if you give a little bit more of that profit margin to your people you can pay them more but for a company like walmart i don't see it being possible unless the company itself is pitching in that difference and that's not going to fucking happen unless they have to yeah. you know unless they have to so or unless you incentivize it with saying, okay, we'll give you a very, very cheap tax rate in a now environment where you're not going to be have all these exemptions, but you will earn them if you pay your employees more. That finances the difference. And I think it makes a little bit more sense. But radical tax reform and corporate reform, it's not going to fucking happen. I mean, it's a pipe dream. So it's like, it's no, one of those. More the SimCity model where you kind of. You have to adjust the system. It's like, I will dangle this tax credit. Hey, look, this bar went up. And For, could, uh, yeah. yeah. But supply and demand. Press the tornado button. That yeah. Well, that's what I did. Supply and demand is as simple as that, though. I mean, if you make it cheaper for companies to operate and pass more money through to their clients, if you make it in their best interest to do so, if that's the if that is the better option that they're looking at, you know, say you can Take away the minimum wage. That'll make it better for more people if you make the minimum wage zero and say companies that offer uh, $1 an hour, you're going to get taxed at 200% profit. No company will hire you at a dollar an hour. But if you hire at $12 an hour and you get a bigger tax credit and you get to keep more of the profit as an offset, you're going to see the real value of labor sort out in a more free market way. And I think people that are skilled will have a, a ability to differentiate themselves and ultimately climb the ladder. But the problem is, like in America, we don't care if there's poor people and rich people. It just it doesn't matter because the American dream is that you can be poor and you can you can move up. That is gone if there's no upward mobility. If it's just you're poor and you're gonna fucking stay poor, and if you're rich, you're going to get poorer unless you're ultra rich, because that's essentially what's happening. It's like if you're ninety percent or below, you're worse off than you were five years ago. So like that money is coming from somewhere. It's like energy. It doesn't get created or destroyed. I mean, it gets created, but it doesn't get destroyed. It just moves around. 
It's just money is just like energy. It just flows from one person to the other. So well, actually, in our country, money does get created. It does get created. Once we left, it, once the, we left any kind of back, yeah, it gets created. Gold standard, yeah. But for all yeah. the people out there that Conjured. all the people out there listening that are not getting their unemployment check because of what's going on in Congress and them holding it up over, you know, m- extending that employment insurance. If you're making $700 a week off of that insurance and now you're not getting that, somebody doesn't have to pay you that money, somebody is profiting down the road. So that's all this hustle is of this insurance. So the reason why you maybe can't feed your kids tonight or your power might get cut off and it's winter and your children will have to get through with a fire. I mean, that's real as fuck for a lot of people. Like I know people that don't have a heating system in their house and when it gets cold, it's it's fucking scary because they don't want to heat their house because they don't have the money to do so. And it's like, if you're not getting the check for the little things to get by because of some political posturing, that's really unacceptable. Whether you are Republican or Democrat or whatever, it just, it's, it's so fucked up because somebody's keeping that cash. Yeah. Somebody's keeping that cash. No, it's not like they're just going to save that money for a rainy day. They're spending it on fucking well, not, high-end hookers, probably. Not, not, I mean, not to, good, God bless them. I mean... Not not to say that at the point of it, but uh, uh, I saw online, uh, it was going around, which a wonderful thing to reference uh, the, the this family that cannot uh, heat themselves. Did you see that uh, chew uh, flower pot thing with uh, two candles inside? Right, yeah. The, uh, fucking uh, amazing. Yeah. It's like two uh, 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 ceramic, uh, you know, kind of flower pots. You light a candle and kind of like stack them on top of each other. It literally it gets to 180 degrees. I it saw can, it. Yeah, fit, yeah, fill a whole. No, I'm not saying. Obviously, this is not an answer. I just it's one of those things of like because you thought about like a, a family they couldn't afford to heat. It's just one of those things that popped in my head of like, how have we not thought of this before? Yeah, I mean, fuck, I could have well, canceled my heating. <laughs> what I like is that like a, the the thing I saw it on is some YouTube video, but it was on a site called like Why Don't You Try This? Oh, that's where which, I saw it too. Yeah. yeah, which made me mad. Just because that, like, why don't, why don't you go fuck yourself? Like, what, the name of this site. Like, why don't, why yeah. don't you try this? I could see that being in the, the first, why don't you try this was um, plants uh, that actually from the great at Ray Taylor, everybody who's still listening, at Ray Taylor, follow him. He's uh, the head of the Inspired Disorder Collective, wonderful band. But um, he posted, but it was, uh, why don't you try this? It was uh, household plants that purify the air. Which I feel like fits the theme of why don't you try this? It's not yeah. it's not a demand. It's not saying yeah, take care of your family better. It's more you want a green thing in the corner, and I feel like that's the that's more like the 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 kind of uh, uh, the means of life for them is the eh, green thing in the corner. Why don't you try this? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess it's I guess it's just a reflection on me personally. But I was just like, you smug assholes. <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen the one where they? You cut a can like this in half, and then you make like little indentations on the bottom, and you put the top part. Uh, you put rubbing alcohol in oh, the yeah, bottom, you can make and like you a little... drop it down. And when you have this off, this sits as like uh, the top that you can put a pan on. But when you cut it in half and you make like the little like divots, it yeah. has like a vent for it, and you can light the alcohol and then drop this down. You cut this middle part out. And then you can put a pan on there. You can boil water in like five minutes, and alcohol is actually a pretty fuel efficient source. It's kind of a cool survivalist trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can make little cool. camp stoves out of yeah, a little yeah. camp stove out of your fucking uh, wow soda can. If you yeah. uh, if you Google it, there's I saw it on a video. I didn't create that shit or anything. I just, yeah, no, I had a, a friend of mine like showed me how to do it. Fuck, he's cool. like he's like I do it camping all the time. I saw the the uh, not similar, but the, on that uh, Cormac McCarthy uh, thing we're talking about here uh, of uh, how to open a soup can without tools, where you you essentially found a curb and rub the top of the can down where the, the lip is rub it till it gets, you know, worn down a bit and then just squeeze it. Top pops right off. Really? Yeah. Cause you take like cable soup can, just rub it on the side, you know, like, cause there's just this little lip mm-hmm. between that and the, 
the actual thing that you normally cut off. Right. Just squeeze it. Pops right off. So you so you rub it against the curb. Yeah. So the top bores down, squeeze, and then there's nothing really holding back. Top pops off. Wow. No chunks of anything hanging out in there. Did Cormac McCarthy told you about that? No, I was just saying the road because uh, it's oh. the only uh, kind of post-apocalyptic thing I could think of, and I didn't pronounce that word very well. The uh, uh, I was just reading something about his ex-wife like got in trouble. She for, like, was hiding a gun in her vagina and yelling about aliens or something. So I, I figured you probably would have read about it. I didn't read it. I saw the headline as I was waiting for you guys to show up, and then realized I had a bunch of shit to do and stopped reading. But um, uh, yeah, uh, why? How do you? Okay. Let me just get to one question. How do you hide a gun in your vagina? Um, uh, I don't, well, how I do it in mine. Yeah, um, I'm asking you. Uh, I have no idea. How do, I don't. It's a tiny gun? I Even a tiny gun, it just seems like, like, the angle is exactly made to not be vagina efficient. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'd have to read the article. Because, I mean, it might be one of those... Well, look at you, Mr. Fucking Feels. He's better than everybody. I'm not going to read yeah. an article. Oh, okay. Um, on that note, um, the the yap function on this is just absurd. So, um, oh, that was weird. That actually, I said that before that. Um, let us wrap this shit up. Um, what do I have to say? Fun things. Yes. So, you can find John on the internet. He is at, at SlapWeasel. Um, if you want to spell that, John, you're... You're welcome to. Well, that's just the word slap and weasel. Together. Is that how you spell weasel? Yep. Just like the word weasel. Well, thank you for being sarcastic, but like, it just, I don't know. Weasel's like one of those words that I just feel like here's, okay, here's that's the, the way I would spell it phonetically. And then I'd get a little red line under it and go, oh, there's no fucking way it's spelled well, here's, like that. Here's what you, you start to type it in your phone and let your phone correct it. And then you act like a big shot. But here's a bomb. You smell it if you do at it, and then it. slap. It won't autocorrect because it's no longer part of the word weasel. You would have to type the word weasel and then go back to the beginning, type at slap, and then you delete do, the space. Well, yeah, you could do slap space weasel and then delete it. Yeah, well, look at you. All of a sudden, your quaint little way of having spell check your, to it. Your bootstraps. All right there, commie. That's fine. But you can find him. That's uh, John C. Myers, unless there's something else you want to tell us about. Nope. No, there, no plugs? No, I got nothing. Not even that thing, you know. No, the that thing, thing we talked about you plugging. Yet. That, that thing, you know. Yeah, that the thing with it. To, okay. The thing's right, still in, to... it, it's in, uh, it's in All right, well, we, you, know, we, you know, when he yells at me later because you didn't fucking plug it, don't, don't, even, <laughs> don't even fucking yell at me. Don't even think about yelling at me because I tried. I gave it. I, I softballed this for you. Sure. Yeah, but, no. you know, no, he can just, no, he'll do the show by himself and just have nobody show up. Right. Great. Great. Thanks, yeah. John. Great. You got it. Thanks. And Billy, thanks you too, wherever I'm making yep. up. So obviously, people at home, uh, nothing I'm talking about actually is happening. Uh, and then we're uh, uh, Nate uh, Brantley. You'd spell it like uh, Brantley, because I guess yeah, that. B R A N T L E Y. That's the one. Just like that. Yeah. Um. Now it would be kind of pointless because say right now the entirety of my audience doesn't have enough money to buy a pack of gum. But if you have like a work website, feel free to plug it. Oh yeah, uh, flipnw.com. And uh, at FlipNW on Twitter. I do uh, a lot of before and after renovation stuff, not a lot of salesy type shit. So if you like houses and before and after destroyed houses and seeing what they look like when they're done and beautiful, FlipNW, at FlipNW. Oh, I just had a great idea here. Uh, I'm sorry to keep us just a little bit longer. Can you please get a reality TV show? I won't put this episode out. Get a reality TV show, and then I'll release this episode, and just, like, you can have the media firestorm of mostly the shit I said while you were in the room. And, oh, it'd be great. I could be the, the racist duck guy. Right. No, yeah. I'd, I don't know where we'd go, but right. we've got that doughy white guy demo locked we're, up in we, this room. We got it. We've yeah, got it. Yeah, it's true. It. Yeah. 
oh, well, I can be the wild guy with long hair. Yeah, you're the like, wild yeah, card. Yeah, like, what's going on, guys? Oh, yeah, we're just we're not going to flip a house. We're going to flip a house. And I'll right. get all... Yeah, and you'll do I a video flip over the house. I don't can't know about that. stand those fucking real estate shows because yeah. it's such horse shit. Oh, no, no, come on. Me and you, we can hold the curtain and go flip that house because I saw that show. I don't know the name it's of it. Like but always... Doesn't, doesn't uh, Balky have one of those shows now? Like Bronson Pinchot? Oh, does he? he? Like a, I thought he had like a show where he flips houses. Balky. Does he go, uh, you yeah. know, it is a, it is a very important it's piece of It's not his... Vanilla Ice has yeah. one. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Get the fuck out of here. Vanilla um, Ice is crazy because he's like the contractor on it. He's like laying fucking slate and shit. Like, yeah, uh, get do, it. Do you know the name of his show? Because it's something. It's something fucking ridiculous. Ice Ice Pay Me. It, no, it's it's on there. Like like Ice Ice Paint Me. Yeah yeah. It's uh um. Oh god, I can't think of the yeah. It's something really bad. Like uh uh. Uh, uh, like to the extreme, flip a house like a vandal. Like there, some, some like really. There's yeah. always, there's always so much like fake drama in those uh, real estate shows. It's just come on. Like there's, I guess there's this old house, which is just like the That's boring OG. version. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just Bob like, Vila, yeah. I love the boring shit. I guess is I was what. Like Norm Abrams, man. Oh, dude, all those boring ass guys where they're like really teaching you how to use like different tools and shit yeah. and the whole season is them fixing up one house and making it look awesome and there's no like f- boyish fucking slap ass that's like, what i want to yeah. watch yeah that's just it's uh, there's so much of that it's like such Hello, an insult you can't have a real show and have anybody <laughs> give a fuck about it if you don't have at least like a third of it just as like mind-numbingly terrible shit yeah, yeah. Well, I but, like that. I like that old school. This old house because it goes to that uh, SMR. Um, you know what I'm talking about? That voice thing people are into now. It's a SMR, whatever. It's this um soothing voice tone that's all over the internet now. That apparently people get this kind of. Uh, oh right, like the tingles. Yeah, it's like, like a yeah. tingly kind of uh, feeling of comfort. So like, they, there's these videos on YouTube of like this, like people talk about like yarn instructions or. Um, Usually, uh, kind of whispering. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, America. Uh, yeah, America, fuck yeah, USA. Um, the uh yeah so just like the well first i'm going to fold a pillow and the pillow will be folded crosswise across yeah. the lateral interior See, that's but, giving me that but a bad version well that's of that. me though you're I looking know. at me doing it that's i'm, I'm creeping I'm myself just, out yeah, yeah. Put, your, the... put your tongue lightly nope. on my asshole lick <laughs> up and down and then circular um yeah but uh, it's the, the the old this old house with uh the the Bob Vila, OG, early 80s one, was my ASMR, whatever the oh, fuck yeah, video, of OG. just like, oh, it's just like, you kind of just want to lay down and just watch him, like, wood lathe something that's going to, so like, later. boring, yeah. but I oh, love but it's, it. Oh, it's, it's like watching golf. It's wonderful. All right, but on this one, we're all done. Okay, so I have been, no, it's just, I keep fucking saying other things, right. and we it's been forever. So uh, I've been Alex, he has been Nate, that has been John, I don't know why I'm pointing, there's no cameras in here, and... um. Yeah, we said Twitter things. I'm at the Alex cast. I will put in some ads in post editing because that's the way things work. Uh, buy his book. Yeah, buy my book. Yeah, yeah uh, Periphery on uh, available on, on Amazon. Learn the secrets of the paleo. There, there's a tree in there. Trees are part of the paleo ba- diet. Basically, everything we talked about tonight, the solutions for that are in Periphery. In yeah, sure. in his book. If you look yeah. close enough. Yes, yeah, so if you read close enough, you can find out all the secrets of of, of corporate. Uh, 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 economic uh, layered things i don't know enough about Thank- economics to say even a word <laughs> like literally we're starting to come up with like a fancy economics term and like i don't know a single one yeah <laughs> thank you for having us over it's an yeah. honor to be here with the amazon.com's millionth best off author yeah. no, no, thank you uh, hey by the way i'm 
as of today, I'm 777,000. Oh, fuck so, yeah. Oh, yeah. holy crap. Look Shit, I that. was listening to you the other day and yeah. you gained a quarter of a million. Man, I that. wish yeah. I would have. I'm a third better than you thought. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, that first week I was out, I was at like 20 something thousand, which was nice. To be fair, I could buy seven of my own books and I would get there, but yeah. Let's face it, I don't have enough money for seven of my own books because I don't work at the fancy fucking Costco. Like Paleo diet. In my face. Paleo diet by the Alex cast. By the Alex cast. Exactly. Paleo diet by the Alex cast. And, uh, a chicken checklist. Like five of the top 30 books on Amazon are oh. Paleo diet books. That makes me sick. Well, um, I sold them. Shout out, Paleos. What's up, Paleos? Yeah, I, uh, I, I sold a Kindle book this month. So that's, well, you shouldn't that's if you if... eat some fucking pasta, you savages. <laughs> yeah, uh, we eat some. It's eat not going to kill you. Eat some top ramen. Um, fucking yeah. wheat kills you, then maybe, you know, never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> fucking suck it up. Take that inflammation like a champion. God. Here's the thing. This is the reason I haven't actually fully signed off. I wrote down a note that I had a really bad joke earlier and I didn't, I can't read my handwriting. So we're going to leave it right there. But if someone could figure out what Mount Lucha mask Monsanto means, um, there's probably a really bad joke in there somewhere, but I don't know what that means. So on that note, uh, everybody have a... Uh, Let's a... just fall ass backwards through this finish line, baby. I love it. Yeah, well, uh, we fell ass backwards through the fucking <laughs> The whole line. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those things where you could walk a marathon faster than you finish. If this you're still one. listening to the start to finish, you're a fucking beautiful person. You're a... Uh... A savage, and we love you. Yeah, I, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I've sat through twenty minutes of Joe doing commercials and not thought about fast forwarding. It makes me think that people sit through this show like fucking stem the stern because fuck it. You know? Dude, I don't even know how I found you, but I'll I'll give it a listen. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, welcome. Yeah, that's uh, that is on the website. As long I don't know as it's how tolerable, it, baby. Yeah, Alex and, Cast. Alex, yeah, Alex, as, long as, it's as long as it's tolerable, and one out of four usually are. Yeah, uh -huh. fuck pasta, fuck uh, beef. Is what we're saying over here. Pa yeah. Paleo is not really tough. I'm just going to keep this thing going to see if we can make this. <laughs> no, I will. Crash. Okay, no, I am going to end on this one. I'm going to read you the notes I had for you coming in because I think it's fun because I almost never touch on the notes I took. So I wrote at Nate Brantley, Silva uh, hyphen retire, Rodman hyphen stroke, and the word flipping. So awesome. We got we all got, of those. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, I mean, other flipping we sort of got. Silva we didn't touch on, and Rodman. I did say he had a stroke. So cool. Ivan, Alex, they have been other people and you are not listening anymore. Good night. Good evening. Godspeed and good luck. Go with the knob and.